everybody Quincy Jones go we are back we are back what is up and you already know the voice of that man that is the hip-hop hybrid Doc Lesnar we are live and direct live this is for our buddy Mark McFly from the dinner the dinner table yes uh we're here we're doing what we do best and um we're talking shop we're talking wrestling man um that we are and uh this is gonna be like something a little bit we're coming up on a new transition for the show so bear with us we're gonna get into some more, more, more different stuff, and and uh, go. I don't want to say a different direction, but we're gonna bring up some more things to talk about. But before we do all that, it wouldn't be right if we didn't cover at least this week because this week was a little bit special. It was a little bit different. It wasn't oh, yeah. just a regular week of, of of Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I mean they copied the Quincy Jones show. They had a superstar. I mean, yeah, for know, some. I mean, I mean, I mean, two hours got on before. That. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I granted it was it, it was uploaded about two three hours before. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're you know. You know, we're flattered. We're flattered. But stop it. You, you, you just jump off the jock. Anyways, <laughs> uh, straight away, uh, we had the superstar shakeup. Yes, we did. Um, you know, what's funny. I, uh, some of those guys that we had uh, drafted to our own respective list actually made it. First, to, I might add. To, yeah. <laughs> First. The actual original, original list. You marks. You. Shake up. <laughs> uh, but no, it was interesting to say. Um, there was uh, some some interesting things that happened on Raw as well. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to get right into it, man. Yeah. We um, were live from uh, Long Island, New York. Very hot crowd. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Long Island obviously has a, uh, you know, tenured history with wrestling and stuff, too. So you kind of expect it to be a hot crowd. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, but, you know, uh, show kicks off. John Cena's music hits. Yes, which was uh, pretty mm-hmm. hilarious. I, I enjoyed the uh, the trolling, so to speak, by uh, Maurice and Miz. Uh, continued their whole shtick from SmackDown on on Raw. I'm loving it. Uh, the reason I like this because it reminded me of when they did the the brand split back in the day. Cena had just won the championship, and he got traded in that blockbuster. So Cena just unquote. won the championship. Oh. Huh? Man, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I know, right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I remember he he came out on Raw, got traded to Smack to Raw or got traded from SmackDown to Raw, so it was oh, a big yeah. deal. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, think I think him this, and Batista switched shows. Was it him? Okay, I, I didn't know. I remember there was something about like a Triple H getting traded for like a Dudley Boy and a Hardy Boy or something. I forgot what the whole That's deal. Right. Was. Yeah. No, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But uh, so yeah, I enjoyed the scene of music off the top, uh, and I loved that it was followed by the trolling of the Miz. There was a genuine booing thinking it was him. There was a genuine booing thinking it was him and Nikki. And the way that the camera kind of did it, you know, you kind of thought it was them. And then, you know, when you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, this is a little bit too much. He's getting a little bit over, he's overacting it. But I liked it. I dug it. The yeah, crowd was with it. There was a genuine pop. No, it, it, that's, what, that's the thing that he's been doing. It's like, you know, when he, it's one thing to do it on, on, and it's pre recorded. And when he's been coming out and dressing up and doing it for reals in front of the whole crowd, you know, it's, it's good for him because he's over here inciting the, uh, Cena sucks chance and kind of helping his case out. You know what I mean? So dug that. Then we're going to get followed by the Dean Ambrose music hitting. Uh, Dean Ambrose is now uh, officially as the Intercontinental Champion, also moved to the Raw roster. 
along with uh, the A couple in WWE, Miz and Maurice. It. Um, I, I don't know how I felt about this because it was like Dean Ambrose was still kind of doing the comedy shtick thing, uh, you know, making it seem like John Cena and Nikki Bella were, were really in front of him when obviously, you know, no. Uh, kept going on, did it about maybe a minute and a half. We all knew this was going to end in some sort of double, uh, dirty deeds. You know, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, it was whatever. Uh, I think it's a good move for uh, Dean to come to Raw because he's been doing absolutely... I mean, the match he had last week with, with, with Corbin in that street fight, that should have been the fight that they had at Mania. Yeah, did we not say that? that we, this should we, have been yeah. some sort of extreme gimmick yeah. added and it made you care more. You it, know? Did, it, it, it did make you care more because you cared and then it kind of just fell flat. And that was before the match, it fell flat. Dr. So. Baron, though, he beat the IC t- champion yeah. before he moved. Yeah, Baron, yeah and you know, uh, title spot. and that brings me to another point that I'm going to cover later on Raw. But yeah, man. Um, so, you know, we move on. Uh, as far as, uh, I'm trying to see what else. I got my notes here. Let me see. I got two words for you. Okay. Say yeah. Was it was the it revival? The revival? Yeah, revival. They came on against the New Day, and uh, oh, let's You're say right. You're right. Big E and Xavier of the New Day, since Kofi is uh, injured now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm definitely caught up where I'm at now. Yeah. Uh, so the revival comes out, defeat the longest reigning tag team champions, not Raw tag team champions, but tag team champions in the whole company. Yep. Twice now, clean. Mm-hmm. Two, twice in two weeks, took out one of their guys. Uh, which you know, shout out to Kofi. I'm sure he's having fun staying at home with his newborn. Um, uh, but oh, yeah, okay. these guys sense. are looking pretty impressive. I'm glad because let's let's keep it real. The last time they brought a tag team from the main roster, well, the last two times they they got the Ascension and they got the Vaude Villains. Not a whole lot of success there. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it, it, I mean, American Alpha is a different story. So, you know, there was hope there. So I'm glad how they've been handling uh, the Alphas, but I'm really happy how they've been handling uh, the Revival. These guys are not to play with. They're not to be stifled. They're, these guys, you need to showcase them. Show them why. I mean, essentially, you brought them to Raw for a reason. It's to jumpstart the tag team division again. That's what they do. Look what they did in NXT. You know what I'm saying? And plus and not you, single-handedly, but they, they, bring, they bring that. You yeah, know what I mean? So, I was just going to say, you're going to get that aggressive smash-mouth psychology that you wish the club would bring you know to raw but yeah. you know we're going to get that in the form of the revival but uh that shatter machine Whew. yeah good guy Whew. that's t- t- two weeks in a row just a great picture perfect shatter machine and i think the move is so unique and cool looking you don't need to have those high spots to do it but they're giving them some really good push and a lot of, you know, push a lot, a lot of Not leverage they, on the gas here. You know, I, so. I, want, I, I really hope to say that that's Hunter, Hunter that that's letting Vince because yeah. let's keep it real. Vince doesn't give a shit about tag team right now. He really doesn't. And he may have, but that's not his focus at all around these days, around these parts. Triple H, he's obviously more the uh, the head hunter, the, the the guy that's finding these these guys to bring up. I definitely believe that Hunter is helping them to, 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 you know, get a little bit of what they're getting. Because they haven't even got all their shit in yet. They haven't even done all the tag team magic. They, they don't usually know. Do. No, they don't. They, they don't. don't and, even and, know. And, I mean, uh, to be to play devil's advocate, maybe they won't get to to the full extent of what they do. Because, again, main roster, shorter attention span. They don't – it's a it's a different kind of – They're uh, going to need a new demo. dance partner. Them and DIY, yeah. Pure Magic. Um, you got you and Mark touched on it last uh, broadcast oh, or last, last yeah. podcast, I should say. But – 
you know, once they get into a, a good dance partner, people are going to see what they're made of, you know? No, 100%. And, and I mean, I'm not mad that they're going against New Day, but it draws question because, I mean, not to jump to SmackDown here, but they did just get drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. So that, that that's, and, and again, I'm going to bring this up at the very end of this because there is a theme on uh, that came on with Raw that I, that was the only thing I was kind of eh about. But moving on, we had Kurt Hawkins, who gives a, I'm just saying, it's yeah. Kurt Hawkins. He's officially on the roster now, Raw, whatever. Big Show comes out, which was surprising because everyone said that Big Show was done after Mania. So Big yeah, Show comes not. out, KO Punch, sent us all happy. I don't hate Kurt Hawkins. I just don't know what they're doing with him. Um, and I know what Mark, he's been an advocate about how he literally just ripped off the entire Tyson kid gimmick with the facts and all that. Yeah, so kind of killed uh, it a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, next, we get the uh, TJP. Um, he's one on one with Austin Aries. I like that uh, backstage segment. They had that backstage that backstage segment was not bad. Uh, just based on the people who are involved, Aries is a pro. Neville's been great. Uh, I was more worried about TJ because he has kind of like that hokey. Hey guys, look at me, I'm TJP. I dab. I dab. I dabble and dabbing. You know, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's a dabble and dabbing. <laughs> I'm not hating on TJP, but he needs some personality, or he need, he needed something, and that's exactly what he got. He uh, he turned heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not mad at it at all, to be honest. Uh, the match was pretty good. Um, the back and forth with the dabbing from uh, Aries, you know, doing his usual spot of wrestling on top rope, dabbing him back. One thing I, I just don't get is how, you know, they had a Neville at ringside and, um, you know, Aries was like going for an outside, he he goes for his, his, his outside attack from the top row. Axe handle, yeah. And and then he's like running to the ring like, oh, he's copying me. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? No, I, what he had said was, um, I don't even know if he or said like, like, like he was taunting said, him. Like, like, it, was, what, it was more like a not on my watch type of well, move, you know, like, like I'm not... It was almost like methodical in the sense of like, okay, I recognize he's starting to get a little bit momentum. Let me stop that right now, mm. you know, and take his mind off the matches. That's well, I, how I perceive it. I do remember there was a certain spot, and it may not have been Neville himself, but it may have been, you know, they always like to try to throw stuff in, add stuff to, you know, just, just connect these dots that are either there or not there as far as the commentators go. But, yeah, they were kind of making it seem like, oh, he's – He's taunting him because he's jumping off the top. It's like, dude, there's a lot of the, the whole entire cruiserweight division minus maybe a Drew Gulak. Dare I say it's built on that kind of. You know offense, what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I, I I thought that was like kind of a down, mm-hmm. kind of a low blow. If, if you kick to the nuts, if we will, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I thought it was good. Good segment. TJP with the detonation kick, cool, opens things up, especially because Aries just won that fatal four way for the normal contendership again. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, next, we get Seth Rollins coming out. Um, you know what? I have to say, Seth, I don't know what, it, it, maybe it, this is my opinion. I felt like he got the most, like the most organic kind of best uh, reception he's gotten from the crowd as him trying to be babyface that night than he's gotten in a long time. I don't know if it's, this is why. I felt like he wasn't pandering to the crowd as much as he usually does. Because before with the with the babyface stuff, it was almost like he had to, he was doing what he had to do to get the crowd riled behind him. Huh? Oh, what do you think about it, Cleveland? You think we should go? And, you know, just just a little, you know, the standard, like, you know, cheap pops and stuff like that. This, I thought it was a little bit different. Um, you know, they wanted him to come back as his Jeff Hardy babyface when he first came back. He did, and he was still towing the line a little bit. 
eventually started seeing himself on the babyface side of things. Um, I felt like this promo, and especially it meant more because there was no direct uh, interruption or interaction or, or anybody else that kind of came into the match. He literally beat Triple H single-handedly. So I felt like him addressing that and, and sharing it with everyone else who obviously wanted to see the match, especially when he got hurt, they didn't know what the feature of the match was, what was going to go on. A lot of people grew and invested with the build. So I felt like it was a smart move for him to say, we did this, we are doing this, and I'm not leaving Raw. They got to get people to you know grab me to, to smack down, but I, I'm not leaving without a fight. I thought that was I thought it was a good look. Again, I maybe that's just my opinion. I felt like yeah, it, no, not to say he's been shared before. I felt like it was more real. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I and I can agree with that, but I think it's something that he's starting to gain um, a handle on. Because I agree with you on the pandering. He definitely no, I think has done I think that. that's a better way of saying it. Yeah, I think that's a better but way of saying it. I feel like that last promo he had at the contract signing with Triple H, where he had a long look at himself in the mirror and was just saying like, I, I need to be who I was. Like, I felt like that was a really good precursor to that direction. Um, I, to I me, I was very that. impressed with just the way he was able to to speak on it um, and use it in the storyline versus a guy like Triple H who can, you know, to be frank, give two shits about, you know, in his character, what the crowd thinks or wants. Cause that's his whole gripe is you start listening to quote unquote them them yeah. being the audience but um yeah no i agree with you in a sense that i think it's great that he's doing less pandering and more just having a conversation with yeah. the audience you I know think, yeah i felt like he connected more you know what i mean he connected more with the crowd which enabled him to get more of a a real i don't want to say it was like all, everything he's done before wasn't real but it, it felt kind of like okay we're gonna we're gonna cheer because he said the name of our town or you know what i mean mm. like did this i felt like there was a a genuine adulation for him in the ring, 100%. the first time you see him, you know, uh, and not the first time, it's, you know, this is the, the first time you see him not in a fighting capacity after Mania and stuff like that. So I thought it was a good look. Then we get followed by Kurt Angle's music hits. He reaffirms, hey, because uh, before I go ahead, you know, he's saying he wants to stay on Raw. He's saying that uh, he knows that it's probably not the smart move because of the table bump with Steph, which is probably going to make his life a living hell. That uh, he's probably going to be enemy number one with Steph. She's not going to make his life any easier when but she comes back. But he's willing to take that in stride. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, he was willing to take that in stride. Followed by the, yeah, you guys got to carry me out of here. I'm not leaving without a fight. Angle's music hits. The new Raw general manager who kind of reaffirms, yeah, Stephanie said she wanted you gone, but I'm the, yeah, I'm, I'm the GM. Um, and as long as I'm GM, you got a, you got a job here on Raw. So I thought that was a good spot. Samoa Joe appears, attacks him virtually out of nowhere. What I liked about this is it kind of teased the possibility of Angle yeah. getting physically involved. He he was, yeah. but he wasn't. You know what I mean? And WWE was smart on that part. Yeah, I definitely liked how, I mean, name one, Foley wouldn't have separated those guys. No, no, no. And, no, no, and no, maybe physically no. not able to. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it kind of reminded me of Dana White in UFC. Like yeah. you see him there, right. You know, in the, the middle the of the face off. And, and sometimes yeah. when it gets a little too intense, he tries to step in. And uh, I thought angle was the best guy for that. Yeah. Spot, no, for that, for sure, it, it was know? good. Uh, like I said, it kind of, it teased the possibility, but it also opens the door. And this is just me. I think maybe it might open the door for a possible, uh, special guest referee, special enforcer type deal mm -hmm. later on, whenever, if, I mean, I guess, you know, since they're both on, on still on Raw, you know, later down the line, there should be some program 
some type between the two. So I I'm, mean, I'm, if he ends up being it, then he'd have to specifically wear the Jesse the Body Ventura slash Vincent Man sleeveless referee tee special. Austin wore it too. That's true. <laughs> Austin did wear it. He wore it in the, the Donald Trump uh, yeah, McMahon one. Yeah, that's right. He did. Uh, from there, we get followed by Nia Jax versus Charlotte. Obviously, stemmed from last week where they had a uh, six woman tag match: Emma, Nia, and uh, Charlotte versus Bailey. Um, Dana was it Dana? Yeah, it was Dana uh, Sasha, Sasha Bailey versus uh, Emma, Charlotte, and Nia, which was Emma's yeah first match back. They lose. Charlotte blames everyone else. She gets attacked by Nia. Leads us in this match. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. The matches are right, but I mean, I didn't know what it did. I don't know what it. I mean, uh, I mean, I think the best you got out of this is that Nia pinned the queen, and that's it. And that's all you can take from it. Um, the match I don't think was all right. I think that's being too nice. Um, but I think in what they needed to get done was that Nia beat. Uh, the most successful champion in uh, this generation of the women's wrestling division, you know? That's I mean, it. and then this is going to be another point that I bring up for later. Like, it's it just, these wins and losses, essentially, I, they don't make sense to yeah. me. Yeah, I you mean, know? we're in the era of 50-50 booking. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, again, you know, that's something I think it hinders the sport, but maybe it's, you know, it's transitioning to a new new page of the book, you know? But, um, you know. I guess the, the, no, to, to me, the, the best part of that match, the best part of that match to me, the drifter showed up. Oh, yeah. The drifter showed up. It, I, I think they should have showed a little bit more of him on, on, on camera, but. Was it, it that match? It was, dude. <laughs> he, he showed up really, like, very, very, uh, just briefly, you know what I mean? And um, I, it, I'll put it like this the, uh, it was both entertaining and intriguing. Uh, I'm honestly hoping to see him. I was hoping to see him pop up on uh, Raw Talk or Talking Smack. <laughs> I thought that would be kind of yeah, cool. You know what? I will say to your point, the fact that he's actually being a drifter instead of just being on NXT, despite that he's not supposed to be on NXT anymore or whatever yeah. it is, the fact that you see him just passing through like flies. I think, and that was my thing that they showed it for like maybe three seconds. Yeah. And then I'm like, dude, and they acknowledged it too. They acknowledged yeah. it, but they didn't. They didn't show that the woman, uh, the woman in the ring, even acknowledged it yeah. in there, which is fine. Like, but you know, maybe a spotlight or something. Maybe have him get a, get uh, dragged out again. Who knows? Yeah. Who I knows. mean, he's not banned from Raw. He's uh, he's gone from NXT, so who knows what that means? But uh, moving right along, uh, we got Finn Balor and Jinder Mahal. Um, don't have a whole lot to say about this match except for the fact that uh, we did hear news that he did. Finn get a concussion yeah. uh, off of that forearm. And, you know, I remember you asking me about how I felt when I saw it. And I thought it was just standard. Like, I've seen people strong style hit each other, especially more yeah. in NXT and stuff like that. So I didn't think too much of it, especially, you know, Finn coming from New Japan. I but, just feel like there was too much uh, juice behind that forearm. Too, you get what I'm saying? No, no. I do. Oh, you need to watch. I don't know if you got to watch it, but, uh, yeah, Shane Man made, because uh, Jinder Mahal was on Talking Smack, and he made... Uh, a small remark about it. Oh, really? Oh, about his physique, yeah. Um, I mean, if it's natural, good for you. But, I mean, like, I don't know. The, the match, it was not bad until that forearm. I felt 
immediately when I watched it, Finn was not himself as soon as it happened. Um, you which know, is and, unfortunate, dude, because he just came back from... Yeah, no, 100%. You know, so. But, I, you know, even I think we discussed the execution and the remaining of the match, the shotgun drop kick, uh, the stomp, you know, or the coup de gras. I don't think both of those were as impactful as they could have been, but it just seemed like maybe he was a little bit out of it, but still conscious. So, which, uh, yeah, resulted to the, one of the biggest headlines this week was that Finn was injured again. Um, not that concussions are anything to play with, but I mean, at least it's not as severe as the shoulder, you know, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so, re-injuring of the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll get Finn back in a couple of weeks or so. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping so as well. But the one thing we did could walk away with here is uh, Bray Wyatt shows up right after his win on the Titantron. Oh, yeah. Um, the newest acquisition of Raw. Well, this is what is interesting to me. Is he said two things that was, that was interesting. He said he told Finn to watch himself because he's definitely been watching him, mm-hmm. which I thought that was kind of cool because everyone's obviously fantasy booked this for a oh, while. Yeah, we have for sure. Uh, yeah, 100%. But the one thing I noticed he said is that he wasn't coming alone. But when he said that, he wasn't talking about the Wyatts. He was talking about him bringing the WWE Championship to Raw. Uh, yeah. And in terms of, you know, after payback, I won't be coming alone. Yeah. And so that made me think, well, what's going to happen with the Whites or Wyatt, since it's just Eric? I mean, it's kind of unfortunate because you would, if they were going to leave them on SmackDown, then they should have just uh, had Rowan and uh, Harper team up and just be a badass Hill tag team. You know what I mean? I think there's still time. For that, I mean, because yeah. Luke has, there has to be more for Luke to do than just fight Eric Rowan now on SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was kind of cool. Um, again, you said we, we get this uh, confirmation that he is now on the Raw brand, uh, which unfortunately, I think we could all agree that he's not going to win that title from Randy only because... You know, we've been surprised before. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but you're right. If we're going to go based on classic wrestling logic, that doesn't make sense. Well, but I, you know, in saying that, yeah, he did announce that the House of Horrors match, which I originally thought we were going to get a good build since, you know, Payback was going to be Raw brand exclusive. I thought maybe we were going to get it... For SmackDown, um, I thought we were going to get some, uh, maybe just a retake of what should have been the WrestleMania match, you know, in terms of building towards a great, cool match. Um, and, you know, I got to agree with Mark McFly. I originally thought in the verbiage that he had first issued the challenge that it was going to be a buried alive match. And I was just waiting, like, because, That'd you know, awesome. I thought that, yeah, it would have been really great. But it is also a horror's match. We don't know what that is. Remains to be seen. But that yeah. is going to be on the payback pay-per-view. So, I mean, I guess we'll see, you know. I mean, it kind of, you with the word house of horrors, you would think would have been at the compound, but the compound's bl- blown up. Yeah. Now, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the one thing that, I, the, the, my other reasoning why I'm pretty sure he's not going to bring the belt uh, to Raw is because we already have the Universal Champion and the belt's red. Yeah. So if he brings the belt, the, the, the WWE Championship, which is black to Raw, they're not going to bring a red belt to SmackDown. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have a I small mean, theory. And, and not to say that um, Brock we'll wouldn't be on. I would like to see Brock on SmackDown because that's where he started. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and it opens up the, you know, before they were doing the, the, the start and stop as usual between him and Shane. So, you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, moving on. We had uh, Sami Zayn. I was actually kind of stuck for this. Sami Zayn beat the Miz clean. Um, this was good for Sami. Yeah. To me, um, it was a clean, clean win. Uh, Maurice tried to get involved. Uh, pretty backfired. much skull crush and finale backfired into the roll up. One, two, three. Um, I thought it was good just because it was. Uh, eh, I mean, with him going to going to Raw or going to, to uh, Sammy, I'm I'm talking of. Uh, speaking of uh, going to the SmackDown roster, 
I mean, the, the wind means really nothing, um, except for the fact it just kind of pushes momentum. some momentum as he yeah. goes to SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, thought it was a good match. I was also going to say I liked um, Maurice kind of getting back in the swing of being that um, menacing ballet, um, you know, holding, you know, helping Miz uh, get out of the ring when the Haluva kick was yeah. on the, uh, you know, on the yeah. horizon, pulling Sammy's leg just enough. And I also liked how Sammy did win with a roll up, but it also protected Miz where you're still protecting him being the first guy displayed on the top of the hour mm-hmm. in terms of when Raw started as the first guy to cross enemy line so to speak to go to raw yeah and uh so you know it was good he didn't eat a haluva kick but was still lost in you know kind of uh maybe if you want to call it fluke fashion you know or just unfortunate events you know so yeah, yeah he tried it, to it was good for all involved him. he tried to outsmart him got outsmarted yeah you know it wasn't like a he's necessarily better than him but you know he got him this time so yeah i, I thought it was pretty good um after that we will discuss later because that was the roman uh and braun segment yeah, Roman Reigns uh, and Braun Strowman. Yeah, we're gonna get into that because that's a whole nother. I will say though, two words to that: it was good television. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we'll definitely dig a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we're that. gonna dig in. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna crack that egg open a little bit later. But um, moving from that, we had the whole Sasha Bailey uh, segment, which I'm trying to figure out what the whole purpose of it was. She kind of got of a heel, uh, you know, notion from Sasha uh, when she's calling out Bailey before she can even get started. We get Alexa, which was I thought it was a. Pretty good uh, acquisition. Great acquisition um, from SmackDown. I don't know. I, I'll keep it real. I, I'm not, I wasn't really excited to see both her and Mickey James. I, I felt agree. like if the if you didn't, you didn't need both. You could have. I mean, you could have used one, either one to to bulk up the Raw Women's Division. Um, you know, I, I didn't think they needed both. I mean, especially because this is the sh- superstar shakeup. Yeah. Essentially, it's like this metaphoric uh reset button this fresh start for the for both rosters especially coming you know right after uh wrestlemania i just felt like i mean what good does it do to, to use the same drama they were already doing on smackdown just to put it on raw you know what i mean i, I don't know i feel like there's also yeah, other things a, that mickey could be doing besides still dealing with yeah, Alexa. because as a so. fan you kind of get tired of seeing the same matchups i.e cena orton you know many times during the year I, I I was starting to fear that Charlotte Sasha was going towards that, you know, uh, level. But um, I think, you know, from a booking standpoint, if they didn't break up Alexa and Mickey before the six-pack challenge or whoever's available match at Mania, um, if they were still a unit, I wouldn't have minded so much. But I agree with you. It's like, it, it's almost like she followed Alexa to Raw um, for a rivalry that no one really has a lot of interest in, you know, um, yeah. I think people are glad Mickey's back, but she just hasn't been utilized to a full uh, potential since, you know, taking that mask off in that cage match and revealing it was her. I think that was the last, Oh man, this is great moment for no, Mickey. Yeah, that, that she's was... been great on the stick too, you know, no, but dude, it... when she came out and what she said on, on raw was great. Yeah. There was no, I had, but she didn't get too big of a reaction or pop, yeah. you know? So, and, but, but then I think about it now, it's like, I mean, like I said, bringing that same SmackDown drama to Raw doesn't really add anything except for, you know, uh, roster depth. Yeah. But when you think about it, I, I guess it takes a Mickie James and an Alexa to make up for a Charlotte because Charlotte's the only girl from, or only woman from Raw to move to SmackDown. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that could be the pitch there that I need, you needed both those girls to make up for one Charlotte. Who knows? But uh, then we get to Nia coming out. Um who pretty much destroys everybody or mostly everybody. 
Uh, the part I like is how she grabbed Bailey's belt and raised it over her head. Um, I did not like that. Really? I don't mind the action as much. Like, the action was justified, but the verbiage is, is trash, man. In a real fight, a girl's not going to go take a belt and go, this belt is mine, Bailey. You know? Oh, It's, it's like I just movie. felt like... If there was ever a time to drop a B-bomb, she could have no, called her I, a bitch, think, you know, and really got heat. she wanted to. Because, <laughs> you know, Bailey's the quintessential, like, hero of all the younger ladies, yeah. some of the younger audience that we have. And it's like, you want to really get, heat, you know, some heat. Like, you could have called her any other name except her her name, you yeah. know. So, picking it up, raising it, this is my belt, belt, Bailey, and then just throwing it down. I just didn't think it did as much as she thought it did, but... Um, yeah, you know, we, we got Naya. Obviously, she's going to get a push now that uh, Charlotte has switched shows. So, you know. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, Empty Throne needs an owner. Yeah, you know? you know what I mean? This is pretty much probably the perfect timing for her to to live up to her potential and, and come into her own at this point. But um, we got two more matches left on the card. But one thing I do want to just draw attention to is uh, they also had the addition of Kalisto, Apollo Crews, and Heath Slater and Rhino Yes, uh, added to the Raw roster why they didn't feel the need to put them on TV and just run a little 20-second package. that It makes it seem like they're in, they're not important, they're insignificant. They're just a couple of guys. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it seemed kind of weird. Um, but, you know, kudos. Uh, good luck for Apollo. I really hope he finds something new on Raw. Um, I mean, we'll see. Especially with Raw the Cruiserweights before. being on Raw, too. So, I mean, not to say he'll join the Cruiserweights because he's definitely more than 205, but... Uh, maybe he'll have more dance partners that, that can uh, complement his style in the ring, you know. Um, but moving on, uh, we did have, uh, I'm brushing on this because I missed this before the Sasha and the, the women's segment, but we had Hardys, the Hardy Boys, and uh, Shashame, uh, Shashamus, as I'll never, ever say that or right. Or Shamaro, which is probably a safer, I think you had let me know, Shamaro. Yeah, Shamaro. I forgot about Shamaro that. Shamaro and the Hardy Boys so versus. Uh, Seamus and Cesaro and the Hardy Boys, Broken Madden Joe. Versus uh, the club and surprisingly the uh, shining stars. The shining stars. Um, that was you know I don't know why they were in this match, uh, but you know whatever. Um, this was a pretty good match. I had none, not a whole lot of stuff to say about this match. Uh, I did think that the uh, poetry motion into the Santon on the outside was great. Oh yeah. Uh, it was good to see Jeff immediately get up from that spot and get into position for the Swanton. Shows that his age is not showing that he's still. Ring ready, pros, man. You know what I mean? Like you said, he said he was like 40-something. 39. Off, 39, still jumping off ladders and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see. Uh, Send the people home happy. Twist of fate, swanton, combo, bling, bing, bang, boom. Things we used to love. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, it was, And then, then it showed uh, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus, who are the number one contenders. They had a little bit of uh, respect for each other with the handshakes and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was a good look. That was a good look. Um, moving on to our final match, and this is going to conclude Raw. Uh, we had um, champion versus champion. We had uh, Dean Ambrose, Intercontinental Champion, going against the United States Champion with Kevin Owens. Uh, nothing we haven't seen from these two before. I thought um, it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match to yeah. end Raw. It wasn't bad. I, what I didn't uh, agree with was uh, Owens losing, but I get it. Ambrose is essentially also hitting his reset button. He's coming to Raw. Hopefully, there's going to be more of a spotlight on him. Not out of the spotlight, but he gets a little bit more featured, you know, yeah, on the show. Yeah, because the last time Ambrose has main evented the show. Back you know? when, when Seth was, was hurt. 
Yeah, well, I mean, just like from a SmackDown standpoint, oh, too. You know? um, He's I think been off TV if for If it wasn't many... like a triple threat match or something, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, or but even during the Baron Corbin thing, yeah. he was gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I want to say maybe that Lumberjack match with, against Miz for the IC title, which I called since then is when I knew him and Baron would start. Yeah. Because Baron's the one that cut that uh He's the one that, that pretty pin much... for yeah. no reason, and then it went into a Royal Rumble-esque yeah. frenzy, you know? Yeah, but, exactly. um, yeah, no, it, uh, I thought it was good, good spots. Uh, I only had one one bad thing to say about it, but, you know, I'm interested in what you thought about. Well, I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, I guess essentially, I mean, like I said, if, if Ambrose is hitting his restart button and he needs his new momentum going forward, I get that. Um, I just don't know why I had to come at the expense of this U.S. champion who's still on Raw as far as we know, and then, you know, until obviously SmackDown. He's on SmackDown yeah. now. But, uh, yeah, and then we, I guess, you know, we see him lose. And then we get the Chris Jericho Return, uh, beat yeah. down uh, afterwards, which was cool. I didn't mind yeah. that. I, it um, wasn't so much a beat down as much as it was a uh, just a code breaker. Yeah, you know? he um be, you know did did what he did, but I, yeah, I mean Raw didn't end too badly. Um, just to round it all off, you know, I, I kept saying that there was a, a certain trend that I was not liking. There were certain people that you didn't know until Tuesday that were gonna leave to yeah. join the the SmackDown roster. So it just, to me, didn't make any sense to have them go out losing if they're going to be coming into a whole, you know what I mean? Like like Charlotte losing. Like, it makes it seem like for her to lose against Nia and the next day she's on SmackDown, it makes it look like she's running from Nia. In well, a sense, you know, like... True, um, but... I mean, and, and not just, I mean, that is subjective, but I'm just saying yeah. with her, with uh, Kevin Owens being a champion losing, coming to SmackDown... Uh, there was someone else that lost, which was kind of a weird, weird thing too. I can't, I, I, it, it, it escapes me right now, but uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird how the, if these people were going to have their last night, obviously unbeknownst to us, because see, it is a superstar shakeup. I just didn't know why they would have them lose on their last night to make them look kind of weak coming into SmackDown. So to speak, oh, I think you know you're talking about New Day. Uh, yes, New Day was the other but one. But you could also say the same about Jinder Mahal, though. Yeah, you know, but I, I get what you're saying. I think some. I think it's very. You're right. It's subjective. I the way I perce- uh, perceived everything was, you know, you got to realize, uh, you know, and I think Angle did a lot of, you know, connecting the dots on. It's not really for the superstars to decide where they're going. You know, um, in that segment with Miz and Sammy, Sammy's trying to inquire, "Hey, where am I going to land?" You know, what I'm saying because they they don't have an idea, so. I, I get why it looks like he's uh, Charlotte is running, but I also feel like that's part of storytelling. Like Charlotte doesn't need to beat Nia in the sense of you already know her accolades and what she can do, what she is worth overall. So her yeah. going to SmackDown, good acquisition for SmackDown, but I yeah, think they 100%. were trying to prime Nia into a position where she beat Charlotte, you know, and now she's on SmackDown. So now Nia is the top dog despite not having the championship, you know, and I think I, that's I what that. they're trying to bring forward, I can't say they executed it the best way, but I understand the gripe. No, see, you know? but but hearing you say it that way comes off better than watching it because it's you know it, it, it's one thing, you know, like the way you're saying it is like if she has to be the new big dog or whatever of of the women's division, cool. And uh, I, I can get with it now because at the same time, it's it's not necessarily making Charlotte look super weak because you look at Nia Jackson, it's like why wouldn't she beat anybody on the women's division? You know what I mean? So. Uh, it's not that much of a jump that she could beat Charlotte. I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess 
I guess it was one of those things where it left something to be desired, like you thought they were going to be actually have a program, and then she moves to SmackDown. So that, that was the only thing that was kind of weird. But uh, you know what? That was Raw. Uh, we're going to get into a... Highs and lows? What? Yeah, I, I can let you know what my highs and lows for Raw were. Well, well we're going to get into a break first. Okay. Yeah, just because we, I know we've been going for a while. Uh, we're going to get into a small break. We're going to, uh, you know, show you guys our sponsors as usual. And uh, we'll be back with the highs and lows, and Doc's going to get into SmackDown now. Quincy Jones go here with a little PSA from the Quincy Jones Show podcast, and that is real friends don't let their friends get a ticket from the fashion police. The best way to prevent this kind of disaster, I'm telling you, go to strongstylebrand.com. That's right, strongstylebrand.com. Dude, they sponsored us for a while. I'm talking about the Mega Towers, the best damn tag team in the IE, baby. It's because we not only feel like champions, but we look like champions, baby. Oh, yes. And I'm telling you, they got everything for everybody. Socks, coffee mugs, they got flags, man, they got hoodies, they got zip-up hoodies, pullover sweaters. They got all kinds of t-shirt designs anything you would want they got i'm telling you strongstylebrand.com and when you go and make a purchase and you see the little promo box i'm telling you quincy jones one word 15 percent off boom 15 percent off quincy jones one word in the little promo box boom what else could you ask for and the only thing i'm going to ask you guys for is make sure you guys go to youtube.com backslash strongstyle check out the mini series that they've started it, it took off like it, like a freaking bat out of hell relentless is back season two the first episode just dropped five days ago featuring your boy jt dunn and i'm telling you there's some names in this first episode man they got the american nightmare cody rhodes they got flip gordon you also got the psycho killer tomaso champa and a very special guest appearance out of nowhere from the phenomenal one aj styles himself plus a lot of great guys and girls from chaotic wrestling you're gonna want to check this out again youtube.com backslash strong style check it out man and don't forget to check out the store strongstylebrand.com pick up something today Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Oh, we back. Don't be sour. It's the Mega Towers. And uh, real quick, Quincy Jones go. Hip hop Ray Doc Lesnar. We actually just went through uh, Raw with the whole Superstar Shakedown and stuff like that. Doc had a few quick. High spots, highs and lows, sucker. Low blows, and um, yeah, he he wanted to uh, give his take on uh, how he felt about Raw. So, oh yeah, definitely. And um, so we got the high spots for Raw. Um, I thought Miz and Maurice to Raw, mm, great high spot. We already know what they're worth. We've seen what they could do on SmackDown. Great acquisition. Uh, next I have the Revival Shatter Machine yes. was uh, a high spot, probably of the night. I think um, it was very awesome the way, uh, I mean, New Day knows how to work, Xavier especially. They know what the uh, best at, and Revival just have such a unique offense. And uh, uh, just a small, you know, uh, antidote here is the details. You know, what I liked was there's a part in the match where um, I believe, if, if not, I want to say it was Dawson trying to grab Wilder from being pulled. And I was thinking, you know what, someone that's not paying attention would believe that that's a tag. But if you realize it, he's not touching the tag string or the yeah. tag rope. Yeah. So when he pulls him closer, then he grabs the rope and then he tags him. So, you know, kudos to Revival always maintaining the details and what makes a good tag match. You now, know? The thing with them, and uh, not to, it's just because they do things that seem realistic in the situation. hundred percent. That's what makes them so entertaining. Uh, the next on the high spots, uh, during the TJP uh, Aries match, 
Neville's commentary was awesome. Yeah, it was. If you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, he's so comfortable in who he is as a character and his role in the division. I, it was just, you know, top. I mean, I won't say top guys, but it, it was on par. I loved it. No, no, I mean, coming from a guy that, yeah, I mean, you didn't know what was going to be in, in the cards from from then till now. Yeah, I think because I think he had that one where he was like, uh, he he was ignoring Byron. It was like Corey, your uh, your opinion is is uh, is actually uh, he says something that's like unlike everyone else at this table. But it's like he's literally just talking to. Corey yeah, he was basically else. complimenting value the value of his journalism because he was yeah, asking a yeah. question that was more up his alley. Which than I, I, I I dug as well, but yeah, my bad, dude. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we get the Neville on commentary. I thought it was just awesome. Uh, TJP's heel turn, much needed. Uh, you know what I've been wanting to see since his emergence in the main roster as the cruiserweight champion, inaugural cruiserweight champion, was the attitude he brought to the CWC as a whole. Um, he was very cocky and knew it, and the fans couldn't deny it. He wasn't a total heel, but he definitely wasn't a total babyface. And I think he needs to kind of get back to what brought him to the dance. Um, uh, again, going back to the Nia Charlotte. I think it was a high spot that Nia in her career pinned someone with the accolades of Charlotte or, you know, the monster pinning the queen, um, you know, something that, that kind of lets you know, they are kind of going to put some more gas in the fire in terms of Nia. Uh, I, uh, as we move on, I liked Bray's promo. Um, you know, I thought it was dope to see his, his debut on raw was really good, really well-timed. And I liked the things he said, the verbiage was great. He wasn't just there to promote his fight with Randy. He, just like you mentioned earlier, he has eyes on Finn. He has been having eyes on Finn and he also wants Finn to know that he is watching him. So I'm excited to see what comes from that. Uh, another high spot for me, the Braun and Roman segment, uh, I think just as a whole, like I said, great television, uh, not something we see all the time, maybe reminiscent of the Attitude Era, but I thought it was Definitely. a good moment for Raw. Definitely. Um, yeah. for, then uh, we move on to the Hardys uh, spot aforementioned by Quincy Jones, that uh, poetry in motion to the outside was just superb. You know, it just reminds you of why the Hardys are good at what they do, why you love watching what they do, and it reminds you why they're back 100%. in WWE in the first place, you know. Um, and uh, last on the list, um, you know, I thought it was great to see Nia dominate the uh, women's division. Um, it wasn't the cleanest execution, but she got the point across. And it further adds, like I said, adds more gas to the fire that is Nia, uh, Nia's flame, you know, to, to grow bigger and hopefully take over. As we get to the, uh, you know, or I should say the last thing after, actually after that was, I like the KO Dean match. Uh, some of the spots, you know, firemen's uh, carried to the post uh, yeah. outside was just yeah. awesome. Uh, we got to see the return of the pump handle neckbreaker. Haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I, I loved how Dean hit that plancha to the outside or the, the tope suicida. It looked, yeah. A and it, looked it was something that Corey said was, you know, he, he had such force. He went over the barricade and he said, you know, I would try to get tested because I would not want what Dean has. You know, yeah. I just thought that was really <laughs> yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, that crotch clothesline that Dean hit was all, also pretty awesome. You know what? You know, that I, was, that was I a know really there, good. There's someone that used to do that move, but if, if he's going to use that move, he should start using that yeah, move. Yeah, to 100. me, if, if they were going to call that the wacky line, I wouldn't even care yeah, because 100. it's a good yeah. move. But this, I'm not to say the other one isn't, but it's just so telepathic now. It's just, it's like the Superman punch. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I, I forgot about that spot. That was a good spot. And now, uh, you know, so I'm going to transition now to the low blows of Monday Night Raw. Um, I just thought Dean and Miz interaction, not something we haven't seen before. Uh, it was great to see Miz come out. I don't think we needed Dean in that situation, but we got what we got. Um, you know, and then we have the, the New Day promo. I thought was just uh, horrible. 
you know, they came out, kind of went through the same motions. Uh, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, I can't remember the ex, you know, something along the lines of, you know, we're going to beat that booty or something like that, you know? And it's like, you know, when you're going against guys like the Revival, you got to really step up your promo game. Those guys oh, yeah. are what they say, and that is the Mercedes-Benz of the tag division. They are the know? MVPs so, of WWE. Exactly. And uh, the really big low blow this week was just, you know, like I said, it was high spot that Nia pinned Charlotte, but I felt like that match was was just a total disaster. Um, you know, you had Nia hitting that shoulder breaker, just... Oh, it was horrible. Dude, yeah, oh, she, you know, yeah, now she I remember dropped why. Charlotte right on the top of her head. Yeah. Clear as day. Commentary, they couldn't even cover it up. Um, you know, barely got the shoulder as much as she drove her head into the mat. I was glad to see that she wasn't hurt. Uh, but then from there, we also got Charlotte's moonsault, which was picture picture perfect. Um, you know, in terms of uh, execution, but you know, it's very reminiscent to you know a common conversation me and Quincy had earlier this week was Jesse Sorensen was a talent that was signed with uh, TNA. And uh, Zima Ion uh, had hit a similar moonsault to the outside, dropped the leg right on top of the head, right on yeah. the button, as they say, just like Naya had endured. And he was paralyzed from the neck down for several, several months, you know. And so it's always scary to see that. I still oh, remember yeah. that match to this day. I watched it when it was broadcasted, and it was a really scary moment. So you never want to see anybody get seriously hurt out there. And I think to your credit, you had mentioned, you know, you got to take into perspective that Naya is a bigger um, uh, uh, athlete, yeah. an opponent who probably has never had someone moonsault on top of her before in the first place. So yeah. she may have not even have been in the best place or the right place to catch her or didn't know how to protect her because yeah, that was like all shin bone dropping on the top no, of her head. And, and that's what scared me about it was because um, Charlotte is not a Zima Ion. Charlotte is taller. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's frame, not a cruiserweight. She's not an exhibition champion. Yeah. And she's coming with, I mean, you, you saw, I mean, like you said, it was picture perfect, but you saw the force that she was coming down. Yeah. On and, and if you scary. notice, yeah. even the the momentum that brought her down to the floor, because she wasn't caught properly, she kind of slammed on the floor, you know, because all that caught Naya was her leg, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's a low blow because again, it, you know, is this a work? Yes. But you also want these guys to be able to protect themselves. I just feared that both Naya and Charlotte could have seriously gotten hurt. And uh, the final item uh, for Raw this week on the low blows is, you know, and I hate to nitpick, and, you know, I know I praised the KO Dean Ambrose match earlier, but Dean, you got to sell that damn super kick. You got kicked square in the chin. You know, KO, he does he does throw a good super kick these days, and it was one of the better ones. And, you know, Dean didn't sell it one bit, you know. Um, and I get he was going to go over, but, you know, you got to not even for a few seconds. Yeah, you know? the, so that was a low blow for me. And, and that's I mean, that was why I was harping about it the other day with like a uh, big cast and the follow slams. And then even last Smackdown, you had uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was raw again. It was Big E hitting these back-to-back belly-to-bellies in a revival, and it's like, dude, why are you getting up off of a belly-to-belly? Why are you getting up out of a... Like, these, you, you take time to do these moves and just for them not to mean anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the so. words of Vince Russo, you know, one of his distastes for this generation of in-ring uh, athleticism is he feels like it shouldn't be called wrestling, it should be called tumbling. I don't agree with that 100%, but that's essentially what's going on that's with these spots. If you used right to there, sell yeah. them, now you're kind of just tumbling and getting right back up, you yeah. know? So, but yeah, that's what I got so far for, uh, you know, this week in terms of Raw for the high spots and low blows. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we can, if you want, we can transition to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know uh, we both had some eyes on SmackDown, but I know you, you were also taking some notes on it. So, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Away, dude. Yeah, SmackDown this week came from Boston, Mass. Uh, you know, just, you know, Boss Town. Shout out to Mark McFly. Boston. He got family over there. And the shout out to the boss. The big you know. muggy. 
But yeah, we uh, opened up. We got Kevin Owens coming out, uh, you know, and, and I, I had also quoted this earlier with Quincy Jones, but it really reminded me of Rick Rude. What a difference a day makes, you know. Uh, he was clean shaven, nice suit, uh, and he cut a promo, just letting everyone know that, uh, you know, this was the new KO show yep. and uh, that SmackDown just got a huge upgrade. And, you know, I just love how he trolls the crowd. He starts speaking in French. Are you mad that I'm telling the truth? But out comes Baron Corbin. And uh, he, you know, he had probably one of the better public promos, I'll say. Um, he had a good logic, yeah. you know. It was referring to the Dean. fact that he beat up Dean. Yeah. And he said he beat him up so bad he hit on Raw. Then last night, Dean beat you so bad that you ran to SmackDown. Now, if I beat him and he beat you, you won't be much of a problem for me. And I love that. You know, that yeah, was good. He, he could have definitely Sid Vicious that the fuck up. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he didn't. Uh, the logic was good. It came off smooth. Uh, the one thing I will say, it's more of a laugh more than anything. It was weird seeing a clean shaven, st- but four o'clock shadow having, you know, Kevin Owens and someone had made a, uh, <laughs> I think it was on uh, I think it was, I want to say it was Simon Miller on uh, what culture. He said he wasn't mad, but he made it look like he was like, he came, he was, he was, he was there for a job interview and was hungover. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he that's, that's a, yeah, he, he kind of, yeah, he did look like that. But no, I, yeah, the whole, the first part of SmackDown was really interesting. Yeah, from there, we got yeah. Sami Zayn showing up, big pop, yeah. lets everyone know I'm SmackDown. I love uh, Kevin's you know. uh, reaction to that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Very genuine. He I can't believe this really is real, well. you know? Yeah. Then we get the, the face that runs the place, AJ Styles. He comes out, lets his presence be known, says, You see, this isn't the KO show, and this isn't about the underdog from the underground, but gives some respect to Sami Zayn, which lets me know maybe they are kind of pushing AJ to an organic face push, maybe. And he even says this isn't even about the lone wolf. It's about SmackDown, the haste that A, or house that AJ Styles built. And uh, and he's still here, which is great to see. And then so from then we get, uh, uh, what's it, general manager Daniel Bryan. He uh, sets up that KO will go uh, go against Y2J at payback, and uh, whoever wins that will bring the U.S. title back to the SmackDown roster. And, uh, and instead makes a triple threat for the number one contender uh, for the U.S. title between Zayn, Corbin, and Styles, which uh, we'll get into a little later. Uh, from then on, we well, got Randy quick, Orton. Quick question. Just 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 came to me now. What do you think is going to happen, though? Like, I mean, granted, we know that Jericho is supposed to be taking some time off for Fozzie, but if it was two different individuals, same circumstances, so the person that loses that match, you think they they go back to Raw? Yeah, I'd say they'd be relegated to Raw. Okay. I was just curious. Because they didn't really... You know how they like to leave it open ended and not. No, I get what really. you're saying because for Owens to be going to SmackDown, and if he doesn't win, you know, even though he's already fighting a guy who's already on Raw, it's like, yeah. well, does Jericho come to Raw? And I, I, I think yeah, essentially they'll just trade go back places. To Raw if he loses, and yeah, that's yeah, what, I think yeah. they're just gonna trade him. You know, yeah, okay, but, yeah, but yeah. So true. from then on, we got uh the Viper and uh WWE champion Randy Orton. He goes against uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, a little yeah. bit weird because you know I am a fan of Rowan's solo music, but you know it kind of reminded me. Oh yeah, he's alone now. Um, even though he redebuted. Uh, the week prior to help yeah. out uh, Bray, and yeah. now he's by himself, but he's still wearing the sheet mask. So, I mean, I, you know, I've had a pretty cool experience meeting Eric Rowan before, and uh, so and besides that, I think he's got good talent for a guy his size, moves well. So, I'm hoping he gets some good momentum for his character, but that remains to be seen what his character is going to be minus Bray, you know, in in uh, in his corner. So, uh, we have the the match. Uh, it was actually pretty good, you know, and then we get Bray hitting a promo right as. Uh, 
you know, Randy's going to go for the RKO, which takes us back to a, uh, you know, before mentioned point. Bray kind of has a good, um, you know, standpoint right now where he seems like he's kind of floating on both shows, but I know it's solely to promote the payback match, yeah. but I wouldn't be mad if he stayed going back and forth. You know, I think that'd be a great, great look I, for him, you know? I mean, there's the only person that has really done that without really saying it out loud was Taker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and you're not going to tell Taker what to do. I mean, the match to me was all right. I mean, just for it to just, I, I didn't know what it did for Rowan. I mean, it, it distracted Randy long enough just to get attacked by, by the, the stairs. And yeah. No, then, I was, yeah. That hits him in the, the full Nelson slam. And for Randy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He, he yeah. kind of, well, well, that's the thing that got me to It's like, Randy's been using the full Nelson slam. And then he comes back and uses the phone. Well, the thing is, Eric was using that way before. No, no, I know that. But that's why it's like, it's one of those things where it's kind of confusing because I think he used it like two weeks before then against uh, Harper, I believe, or somebody. To be honest with you, I mean, uh, I agree that it it was a little uh, muddied in terms of the finish. I liked it just because, you know, Randy, I think we all agree that Randy shouldn't have walked out as champion at yeah. WrestleMania. And so anything that's going to kind of uh, be an obstacle for him leading into this rematch with Bray, I'm all for it. Um, even if it comes in the form of Eric Rowan attacking him with stairs, um, because to be honest, I thought Rowan did a great job selling in the match. It was, it was short and um, you know, but it, it, it was meaningful the, yeah. the entire uh, thing. But yeah. So from that, we get that, we get Randy, he beats or uh, I'm sorry, Randy Orton beats Rowan via DQ. Yeah. You know, from then on, we get a phenomenal tag team match uh, as yeah. they rematch for the tag team titles, SmackDown tag team titles, and it's American Alpha uh, versus the Usos. Um, you know, I, we can get into this all day, but I thought, you know, everything mm. was just crisp. I thought they told a phenomenal story. It was a shame that it was on so early two, in, in the in the but, first hour. But, like, two great matches on free SmackDown. Yeah. Row. Like, like, dude, why, isn't, why wasn't this... A match on on the Mania card. You know what I, I, mean? like I, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's but. what's kind of frustrating about it. But yeah, these guys were good. Now I have nothing bad to say about that match. That was a great match. I mean, you even been noticing that the Usos have been utilizing some of the stuff that the Revival has been doing. Oh yeah, no, they're getting sure. their heel on really well. Yeah, I think you know. I don't, I don't want to say they've been watching some Revival, but they are tapping into what makes a heel great tag, tag team, team a great yeah. tag team. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we do get Usos retaining there. What I thought was really cool, though, we got the Shining Stars debuting on SmackDown. I was not mad about that at all. Not at all. You know, and it kind of goes back to my opening line, what a difference a day makes. You see them, they're teaming with, uh, who's it, the club um, in a losing fashion on Raw. The next day, they're uh, attacking the former tag team champions of SmackDown and making an impact, you know. And, I, you know, not to take anything away from, uh, you know, what is it, the, uh, the Wolves? Uh, the American Wolves, yeah. yeah uh, on a, I know, I know. Impact had changed slightly, changed the name, but the American Wolves, uh, yeah, no, with, yeah, uh, the Wolves Eddie but... Edwards and uh, Davy Richards. Um, you know, they they have used this power bomb uh, backstabber combo before, um, but I've never seen it in a uh, WWE ring. So I thought it fit well. You got um, the bigger of the two dropping the power bomb, and the other the other guy they used backstabbers for days. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought that was a really good moment for them. Uh, uh, from then I, we get, I, I just. And this is purely for Mark. The only the only uh, complaint I had is tell Primo to put a fucking shirt on. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. It's uh, that's been my problem. At the curl, he has the physique. The other one, yeah, not Primo's so much. Kind of, he's like, been pissed me off for a while. Especially if they're going for that. Oh, wearing jeans, like yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be their White final beater. look. White but beater. 
but I yeah, hundred percent. But I agree with you in the sense of if it's not that look, it's been them coming out open shirt or open button shirts. Something. You know, you know, from the vignettes till you know the whole yeah. travel agency or whatever yeah. it is they're doing. You know, but I agree with you. I mean, take some pride in your in your look. You know, if you want to be yeah. taken seriously. But uh, after that, we get uh, Mojo Raleigh going against Jinder Mahal. Uh, And he, you know, we kind of, I think we all knew where this was going. Uh, Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski was uh, in the building again, obviously, they're from Boston, you know, and had a nice um, front row seat. Uh, They just, you know, Jinder kind of gets a little bit of, um, or tries to get some more heat, but Gronk gets his uh, revenge, throws beer in his face, and we get Mojo winning the match. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool to see Bojo kind of do a Lambo leap. You know, what's funny about barricade. that is uh, Shane had mentioned on Talking Smack that that wasn't even planned. Oh yeah, you could tell it was. Like, like he said, they were like, no. <laughs> he said they were, they, were, they did, they just had no choice but to kind of watch in slow motion to make sure he didn't knock anybody over. But I, I, I thought it was a pretty good feature for Mojo. Pretty good feature for Mojo. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're yeah. doing what they typically do post uh, Andre the Giant Memorial. That's uh, true. Victory. That's true. They try to showcase as much. You know, they, they bring the, the trophy out there and all that. But, yeah, I, I thought it was, a, you know, a very small segment. Um, you know, maybe didn't need to happen, but it wasn't it wasn't bad, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, from then we get Shane coming out to address the women's division. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things I liked uh, was James Ellsworth grabbing the mic here. And uh, he coined Carmelsworth, <laughs> which yeah. I, I was not mad at. I thought well, it was no, really he, He's funny. been hashtagging it on Instagram. Oh, has he? Oh, okay. So it, it's that was like kind of one of the first times he may have been saying it at live events, but that was like kind of the first time on actual TV he had coined yeah. that. Yeah, I also liked how Naomi referred to him as a side chick. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was because you know for years we always see usually the guys are like, "Hey, hush your chick." The guys are talking or something, something yeah. you know, some derogatory like, "If you don't shut her up, or I like will." Maybe. So it was kind of a flip to see like the girl. The women say, hey, you better hush up your little puppy dog. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say circa ADR. He yeah. would definitely use yeah, like you know, I so. also thought it was good for Naomi to use other, you know, rhetoric than what she's and used snatchy, to. You know, instead of snatching your hair, ball, hair yeah. weaves or whatever. Like, yeah. it doesn't always have to be so cookie cutter. I'm going to, you know, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be stereotypical. There you go. Word, I was going to say, I didn't want to use the other words, but that stereotypical yeah. covers, covers the ground on that. But sure. from here we get, you know, you had Natalia, uh, come out. We had Naomi there. Carmela was there. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anybody else there before the new acquisitions came out. Was it just them three or. I want to say so. Be- uh, Becky. Becky. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Becky, Becky Lynch was there. Uh, from there, we get uh, Tamina returns, which yeah. uh, you know a lot of people I, I think bad. did not know what to do. Um, a lot the marquee uh, build up vocally by Shane definitely made it sound like it was going to be Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so I think they they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that. But I understand why you would have Tamina come out before Charlotte. Charlotte is the bigger star at the moment. Um, but I think maybe you should have dialed back a little bit of the of the build up. But I understand you're also trying to. Yeah. Show, showcase she comes from a good wrestling pedigree a good family you know and i personally i've been wondering where tamina has been especially with the passing of her father months ago and the and, you know in the new year as a hit and um it's been I'm, i could understandably going coming from coming back from injury and um losing your father you know i, I can understand the type of mental struggle that could put you know and, and weight that could put on your shoulders so i'm sure she's got quite the chip on her shoulder and uh, but I'm excited to see what she can do. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to get into the high spots and low blows super early, but that was a low, low blow to me. Uh, really, I, I just felt bad for Tamina, just because 
just to echo what you're saying, she is. She comes from a good family. She is a good wrestler. I, I felt like maybe this hurt her more than helped her. I felt like it was more of like a trolling that she was like, they kind of sacrificed the impact, quote unquote, of her return for the impact of Charlotte's return, uh, or, or, or I should say a rival to SmackDown. I don't know. I, I feel like, and, and this is the only reason why I feel like this. It's like they could have done a better job bringing her back without doing it this way. They could have like put some vignettes together to show that she is an actual credible threat uh, to the women's division, especially because they just got rid of Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Not to take anything away from Charlotte, but if they're going to spotlight uh, Charlotte's arrival, they shouldn't have put her up against that. You know I know I, mean? I agree with you. I think in a sense, again, going back to like the really big, you know, quote unquote marquee buildup, mm-hmm. you know, from Shane, you did kind of set her up to somewhat fail yeah. in that situation yeah. because you're, you know, and it's kind of ironic that a lot of the attributes or, you know, accolades that were described in that buildup are very similar yeah. to that of Charlotte, you know? And yeah. so I agree with you. Maybe if there was some vignettes, um, you know, just, you know, just speaking on how deep the family blood is, you know, in terms I mean, of this wrestling business. Especially for the uh, for the, com- the fan, that, the casual fan. Yeah, who may not remember, because that's what you got. You got a lot of newer fans since, you know, yes. uh, the bad crew, Beautiful and Dangerous, you know, and, with and that, Sasha yeah. and Naomi. It's been a while since then, at least a year and a half or so. And yeah, so you've got to kind points. of reintroduce her or introduce her to some of the new, newer casual fans that have mm-hmm. just jumped on the mm-hmm. WWE train. So I agree with that. I, you know, now I'm thinking about it, you know, I think bias as, as it is, I'm happy that she's back. Yeah, yeah. But no, I agree in a sense of maybe what would have worked better is that you let Charlotte come out, take her marquee billing, have her trash everybody on the on the on the mic of why she's better than them. And then maybe some sort of brawl ensues. And then maybe Tamina jumps the barricade or something and takes all of them she, out. She needs you know? new music too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Music. I agree too. Um, yeah. Or a new, I think a new look to be honest, you know, I mean, she, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if she maybe attacked her fresh coat of paint, but yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, to, to your, I mean, I know she was, she, she was hurt her, her dad, and then she was doing a movie. Um, but because of all that time off, like you know, like we're saying, a lot of casual fans or newer casual fans don't know who she is or why she should be a big deal. And if you don't present it that way, then it's how just we, yeah, gonna, how, how are they yeah, supposed to care? Besides, if, yeah. yeah, you know, and it kind of just blew up in her face, and that's why I kind of felt bad about that kind of situation. But uh, yeah. again, great acquisition. Yeah, for SmackDown, one hundred percent. Yeah, so we get Tamina fresh returning. Match, fresh matchups for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We get Tamina returning uh, to make her claim or stake her claim, I should say, on the division, and then of course we get the Queen moving to Thursday or Tuesday nights now. So mm-hmm. I got it. So I got to get used to the fact that it's live, it's crazy. Now, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, you know, I'm gonna let you know. I'm for sure. I'm excited to see a Charlotte Becky program. Yeah, that, that needs to. No, that's only going to elevate Becky happens, for sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, so from then on, we uh, we get ten. Your yeah. boy, the perfect ten, Ty well, Dillinger in, in a matchup. With we had the, Aiden English serenading us first, but yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, we he he kind of goes back to his NXT uh, gimmick, where you know the artiste, you know, mm. of um, kind of doing the Shakespearean type of uh, or play playwright slash you know actor, you know, the artiste, you know, kind of that thing, and so you kind of get that all around, um, you know sound that he's doing with his with his voice you know which i i remember he pulled it out slightly against the new day um and you know but it, it just like 
when Ty came out, he got cut off. But, you know, in NXT, for those who have been watching that long, uh, he was able to highlight some of that uh, singing ability against the likes yeah. of Enzo and Cass, yeah. who a lot of people don't know this at, uh, 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 either, is Big Cass can also sing. Yes, he can. You know, and very, in a very high He's a falsetto, falsetto voice. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very amazing. If you guys get a chance, check out one of the first uh, – end zone cast interviews uh with uh stone cold steve austin yeah. i believe it is and uh it's amazing you just you know it's it's very funny it's, but um <laughs> we do get yeah we get this good matchup i like how aiden did kind of have a slight um mention of how you know he's by himself now without yeah. saying hey simon Gotch is gone yeah you know? exactly um and uh what's you know as a side note that's also a very uh you know weird situation i know he got heat coming in for the enzo concussion uh, I know he got continued heat, Simon Gotch, I mean, uh, with his fight backstage with Sin Cara, yeah. which I hear he drastically lost. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I don't know if you've read this, but there was some sort of specific uh, incident backstage where I guess Simon was tilting back, leaning back in his chair, uh, kind of like a high school jinx thing where he fell in his chair and I guess sort of made somewhat of a scene out of frustration being, you know, uh, no one likes to humiliate themselves. You know what I'm I mean, saying? These it's guys kind of, are supposed to be professional wrestlers. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, like, but I think that drew a lot of flags of maybe this guy's got some, some anger problems. I'm not sure. But from what I further read is that it wasn't so much a um, one-sided uh, yeah. request. Uh, he had also requested his release. It was like a and mutual, they amicably came to a mutual agreement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, which, you know, I mean, We'll see what happens. I mean, I thought Simon Gotch was a good talent. Um, it's a shame we won't get to see what the VOD villains were worth on, on SmackDown. But now we got Aiden English, and so he's out on the solo prowl. And um, he did uh, he had an okay, uh, you know, outing, outing against yeah. Ty Dillinger. But this match was exactly what it was uh, utilized for, and that was yeah. to get Ty Dillinger over. Yep. Um, and you know, as much as possible, perfect ten. Great acquisition to SmackDown. I think uh, the best is still remain to be seen on the horizon for this young man. No, 100%. So. I'm just happy he's there. I'm happy he didn't move uh, to Raw. I mean, not that I wouldn't want him to, but yeah, I think it's a good start for him, and I hope they continue to utilize him the way he should be because this is a long time coming for him. So Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And from then, we have the Dolph Ziggler, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura segment. Um, you know, it, it was probably to, uh, again, to Quincy's credit, uh, we agree on this. I think uh, verbally on the mic, uh, this is probably the best we've heard from Dolph in terms of uh, continuing this heel turn. Yeah, um, He knew who he was a little bit more uh, this time around. And, uh, you know, it's not so much of the Nick Bockwinkle slash Chris Jericho slow talking. Do you get what I'm saying? When I'm saying it, I believe okay. what I'm saying is real. And you'll, so you'll should you. The and, grass ring, kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very low toned roboticness that doesn't fit yeah. a guy like Dolph, you know? Yeah, you know, um, it, again, I know you probably didn't get to see talking smack. If you get a chance to watch it, that Dolph needs to be the character that he is on TV. Because that Dolph, it's probably it's an extension of what we saw, but with how he was being towards, like, Daniel and uh, Daniel Shane and Renee were on there. Renee looking freaking hot with that NWO shirt. Watch it now. Um, watch it now. You, you, it, you're in uncharted waters, buddy. Oh, no. It's Dean. Dean's on Raw now. Oh, no. Oh, so mine for the taking. I am. Uh, the, are, I am SmackDown, champs. by the way. You know, Superstar shakeup. There's Quincy still Jones. negotiations going on, damn it. Oh, man. But uh, she does raw talk. Anyways. Um, but yeah, his character on there, both actually both him and gender, their characters and their confidence on there is what they need to transcend into the ring. 
because that's that that's what they were both interesting. Uh, but as far as more importantly for Dolph, I think Dolph is he probably the perfect guy as a startup opponent for him. You know, um, yeah, but a lot I of people don't like, agree, but I just think they'll have a good match. Like I just, you know, and I'm one of those people that doesn't agree. Um, I th- I feel like I'd like to see what his character is first before he starts getting back on the same train oh, that, of I'm sense, the guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy that these new guys. Baron Corbin came in, went against Dolph. Apollo Cruz when he first came in, and this is when Dolph was still a face, was going against Dolph. You know, and I and the thing is on paper, you look, you go, Dolph is very athletic, Apollo's very athletic, this should be a good match, and it wasn't, you know, and it hasn't been since he's turned heel. Like I feel personally, he needs to go towards the Mr. Perfect type of uh, oh they that's heel. something he should have done long time you know what i'm saying the the heel Shawn michaels like that you know and i know he's way yeah. too much on the Shawn michaels train with the tights and the super kick and even down to the boots even down to the way he wears his hair sometimes but it's better than what yeah. he's doing now a hundred percent you know um and but yeah you know i i agree you know shinsuke needs to start with somebody i just think that dolph has played this role so many times that his stock as being a credible first opponent has dropped significantly and that mm. was something i was afraid that would affect and hinder the progress of Ty Dillinger as well. Ty mm-hmm. Dillinger has always been used before he started really getting that good push at NXT, which obviously yeah, he, manifests to him coming up to the main roster. He was also that guy that you had your starting yeah. rivalry always, with. Always you know? patient zero when it comes to everybody. 100%. Yeah. And to their both, both their credits, Ty and Dolph are phenomenal in the ring. They're great workers, you know, but you don't always want to be just known as the utility guy, you know? Yeah. And so, and I, mean, I know Dolph, Ambrose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like Dolph is really on page one of the last chapter of his WWE uh, career. And I think yeah. he needs to make it great. You know I mean? Yeah. You've been world champion, but like you lost it the same night, you know, and you're a world champion against ADR. And then you lost it. I think a few weeks later, you know, because of a concussion, Thanks to Jack Swagger, yeah. you know, kicking him in the face. But um, I, you know, I I I have to. I don't know. I don't agree with your you saying that his stock is like a first. Opponent. I mean, I don't know. Like his stock has went down. But as far as someone as I mean, I feel like this. It'd be different if he was going against someone like Shinsuke versus like I feel like this. Only, I think the only, only other person that would have been perfect, but he's obviously not on the show anymore. Would have been like the Miz, hundred percent. And well, it doesn't make sense that it wasn't seeing how Shinsuke debuted interrupting him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, as far as Dolph, though, the only reason why I think so is just because there's so many other people you want you want to fight. But these are matches that you, they're going to make you pay for it. Him versus Kevin Owens, him versus Sami Zayn yeah. again, him versus AJ Styles. So they're not going to give that away the first oh, time, you know. So no. yeah, and, that, that, and that's why I think this guy, uh, Dolph Ziggler, like, again, if it was Miz, it probably would have been better. But I think that's why it kind of fits as far as it being like a cool little warm up guy. To show everybody, you know, as far as the selling, too. He'll be able to sell it because none of these guys have been in the ring with Shinsuke for the past two years. He's been in NXT. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I mean, and I I think that's 100% why they chose Dolph is because he sells like no one's business. He's probably the best seller that they got neck and neck with Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um, And I'm. I'm glad you brought up Sami Zayn because it'd be great to get a second encounter between the two, you know, but I really believe that Miz could have been the guy you easily could have had Daniel Bryan say, Hey, since you don't like being hit in the face, you're going against the King of strong style. Yeah. You really, you know, and I feel like that could have went over better. And just to kind of back up my point, the reason I feel like Dolph stock has dropped is because he's wasting his time going against Kalisto and Apollo Crews who, 
have not really done anything in their respective careers to, if you want, like, it's almost like Dolph had to reach down to find something to do rather than reach up or look around for a, a formidable op opponent. After the thing with Miz, I feel like I don't get why he still wasn't in the IC title hunt. He easily could have had a great program with with Dean Ambrose for the IC title, which is chasing, you know, their rivalry for the WWE title, um, you know, back in SummerSlam. Yeah, you know? I mean, between and, those two, yeah, they, they would have made that workers title the workers title. Yeah, 100%. Sure. And that's yeah. what it – so little things like – I think that's why, you know, when you, you take someone of that caliber – and having let's see if he can get Apollo over and, and Kalisto in like a handicap match, which is like on a pay per view is just horrible booking. Um, that's that's why I think maybe they don't think as highly of him as they used to. But um, yeah, but going back to the segment, we get Dolph. He's coming out. He's letting people know that it doesn't matter who comes over to the show. He's still going to be the premier guy that you want to see. Basically, Shinsuke comes out. Um, you know, and we had a pretty good you know kind of stare down. Uh, I love the come on that he always does, you yeah. know, and um, I, I like how they tease the kick, not letting him yeah, hit he, anything he, yet. He, he he grabbed the, the foot and shoved him back. He could have kicked him. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. Exactly. Yeah, he so, he yeah. hasn't laid a hand really on anybody yet. So, you know, that remains to be seen. Yeah. And uh, so from there, uh, we close out the show with the uh, aforementioned triple threat match, which I thought, you know, throughout the show in terms of threading, they did a good job with these video packages on each individual uh, athlete, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Baron yeah, Corbin. Yeah, no, they did. They did good on that. Baron Corbin had a really good one. You know, yeah, I just he, don't give a damn. He No, he's been um, he's he's been doing nothing less but improving. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Some days are that. slower than others, but yeah, he's yeah, he he's, has been getting there. But he, he, I put like this: if he doesn't make a mistake, he doesn't make the same mistake. No, you know what I mean. So you know, what? I had a theory too. It seems like he thrives better in a triple threat situation. I think um, so, or like a multiple person. You know, like the the elimination chamber. He looked great, but sometimes when he has these one on ones, it just seems like he's wrestling the same match. Yeah, he you has know? he has so, more people to build off of. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely to bring that out of. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could, it could be a different offense for a different person, different style. Mm -hmm. Going against each other, different body type, weight type, whatever. Because his you know? offense is, I think, is better reserved for unpredictable situations. You know, like, for instance, in this triple threat match between uh, Sammy, Baron, and, and uh, AJ, you had that Good just match. awesome clothesline oh. that just turned AJ inside Dude. out, you know, that yeah. he didn't see coming, you know. And uh, I also loved when I, I want to say it was Sammy Zayn threw um, Baron to the corner. Presumably to set up the Haluva kick, he baseball slid out, which is something a spot he does do, you know. And so he uh, Baron he baseball slid yeah. out through the corner, came around the corner to slide Slides back, back in, in and try to catch him slipping. And in, instead, AJ caught him slipping and he slid that knee right into his temple. That was a great dude. Great, okay, I didn't realize know, that that's, that that was a setup for that move for that spot because that knee he hit him with was pretty vicious. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Really, it always looks good. He doesn't pull it out all the time, and yeah. you know it was great, you know. And uh, but yeah, the 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 action was awesome, you know. I mean, Sammy's been in the ring with AJ in the Indies before, yeah. no doubt, you know. Yeah. And so I think these guys very familiar with each other. Um, so you're always going to get quality from them. Anytime I've seen AJ involved in a match with Baron, really good back and forth. And then you got you know a new matchup of Sammy and Baron Corbin, you know, which could be maybe. Corbin's next it can be program, the next, possibly. The next Sammy Braun, you know what I mean? Yeah, because as we yeah. see, uh, you know, AJ Styles, uh, curiously, got the W yeah, here. you know, I, I am interested in that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping it's not a demotion, 
No, um, I don't think so. I, I think, see I it think as... it's to keep them busy while they're you know finishing this business with the WWE Championship between Bray and Ray on Payback. Um, it is interesting though. I see it interesting as interesting for sure. They are to me. This is the stamp that they are gonna go in the in the uh, face direction with AJ oh, going yeah, against 100%. a heel, the magnitude of KO. But I think they are smart right now. They understand that the loss of prestige in the United States Championship is is just kind of embarrassing. It needs, it needs to be and restored. So, yeah, and yeah. so when you put it on a guy, the caliber of KO, who's had a phenomenal year, who, by the way, I just read this the other day, all KO has to win is the tag titles, and he's a Triple Crown champion, mm-hmm. by the way. So he's been having a phenomenal... No, not Triple Crown. Um, Grand Slam. Grand Slam champion, I should say. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Grand Slam champion, you're right. But... um. I think this is, you know, this isn't a demotion of my, my, to my account. I believe that they know to elevate that title, they need to put on great matches. And you're not going to get a better match than anything that has um, AJ Styles' name and attached KO, to yeah. it. No, and when you got true. a guy like KO and they've had their brief I, I guess I'm surprised you know? that, yeah, that, that they're finally going to cash in on this now. So definitely. definitely interesting. I mean, as far as who goes over, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, again, Kevin's doing this whole, I'm dressing up, I shave my face, I'm the face of America now. I would like to see a long-term thing going on with that, uh, maybe five months, six months, to be honest, of him carrying that belt. I can um, see, though, at least three, at least three pay-per-views I'd like yeah, to see. Yeah, I know? mean, at, at the least, yeah. I think it would it'd be, because, again, it's going to bring more attention to it. Look what yeah. he did for the, the Universal title. You know what I mean? Got, people on the internet love to hate that guy. For like, yeah, and he loves to make him hate him, you know? And yeah, 100%. I, I think. It's a great acquisition for KO to come over and some of the guys they got because, especially not demoting AJ down. I mean, because you could arguably elevate that title to be just like the IC title, which is at one point almost as important than as the world it's the title. Stepping you know? stone, yeah, exactly. Or, you, know, you know, and so and I, what I like about it too is now you got fresh matchups and there's more contenders for the mid card instead of having just Dean. Jess Baron, and then like no program for a while, or Jess Miz, you know, and it's like after a while, you know, you know, they didn't have a triple threat or anything, which they could have, but you got guys like, you know, Kurt Hawkins, like I said, Dolph Ziggler, you got Apollo, you know what I'm saying? Jinder like Mahal that, and now Sin Cara. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But just you got guys floundering that, or Mojo could have had a title shot. I'm not saying these guys could be IC champions, but you could have had it where you showcase, like how John Cena used to have an open challenge. Doesn't have to be open challenge, but those caliber type matches every week defended helps elevate everybody in that equation, you know. And we weren't getting that with the IC title because the IC title in the end got just as stale as the US title. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I agree, but I disagree, and this is what I mean. Everything you're saying is correct, but for the wrong title. Not the wrong title, the wrong roster. I think when you look at on paper, the amount of guys that can make the IC title great again on Raw versus the people that could have made the IC title great again on SmackDown in terms of matchups, like you're saying, I think Raw has the, oh, you, know, you know what I mean? I think it's a I better agree look. I on that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I'm, what I'm saying. It's good that they've switched because now yeah, there's yeah. rest matchups on both sides of the spectrum. And, and I know? feel like the same people you named, with the exception of an Apollo Crews or a Kaliso, they're both on Raw now. Yeah. Um, those same Names of people and Kurt Hawkins, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Those same people to me, and this is not taking anything away from them because they're still in the conversation. They're, I could see them more as U.S. title contenders aside from, oh, they're going to be one of the many people to make this Intercontinental title great again. 
because you know Kurt Hawkins is going to put on a great oh, match. No, no, and, I don't mean that. You know I just I mean? mean when the IC title was kind of just sitting there on SmackDown, you didn't see a lot of involvement once it got thrown no. on Dean again. You no, know? and then it, it just made you feel like maybe he's just holding it for Baron Corbin to emerge. And, and we were talking new, about that too. Yeah, new life into the division. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was referring. Yeah, mostly that was strictly SmackDown. I was talking about, but I agree 100 with you. Now that it's on Raw, there's fresh faces. Um, you know, th- there's just more possibilities. You know, and the IC title, I think, kind of, it, it should be good. It's on Raw. You know, no, be, I, I think there's it's more good. time to always have a, a title defense if that's where they're going to go. Yeah. You know, but that's the end of the show in terms of uh, SmackDown. Um, I did have some high spots and low blows on that. Um, not too many, but a no, few. No, you hit it, and then you know we got to we got to yeah, pay the we'll bills again. But yeah, we're all good. High spots. Low blows. High spot number one, the KO AJ Styles, Sami Zayn and Corbin segment. Great by all men that were involved. Uh, And then I really like the Orton-Rowan match, specifically Rowan's attack. Um, And that's, again, maybe it's biased. I know we disagree on this. I just think it's good to see Rowan doing something since he's been back. He's had a lot of start stops, as I believe everybody, um, Mm -hmm. you know, barring Braun Strowman, has had... Uh, very start-stop uh, situations the in their career. Yeah. So I want to see what Rowan could do, you know, and going back to what you originally said, if him, you know, if he's able to get, you know, I want to say brainwashed, but like, you know, a clear head from Harper one day and they could reemerge as a tag team, like the tag team they were in NXT for a Dude, while, like a giant that would be heel? great because that would be a great formidable tag team. You I know? mean, back when they were doing the double Razor's Edge, Oh, yeah. They should have had the titles back then. Yep. But, I, you know, it never came. To, uh, yeah, that's been one of my biggest gripes is the Whites have never snapped. I mean, when they did get the, the, the tag titles is when Randy was involved. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, but, yeah, um, from then, the biggest high spot I got is uh, the Alphas versus the Usos, man. Um, that was a you know, man. I, like I told you, I felt like it was tag team wrestling match. at its best, man. Um, there was that spot where uh, Gable hit the, uh, the corner arm bar oh, and yeah, I yeah. took a super kick you know towards oh. troubles from from jimmy uso that moonsault wasn't bad either uh very kurt angle-esque but that, yes that very wasn't bad very either. nice the steiner bulldog looked good mm-hmm. um i mm-hmm. think the only thing i wasn't a fan of was the double belly to belly um outside you know because i you know and, and i talked to mark mcfly about this it's kind of funny i never thought i'd say this where i kind of wanted to see the usos hit that that uh over the top suicide diver that, that plants a spot um it's been a while since we've seen it it's like one of the things we used to really harp on as being man you guys need some more material small and drop super kick did, did they super, not hit it in that match they didn't they actually went for topes through the ropes oh yeah and then they were caught that's synchronized what belly to bellies yeah and not that that's not impressive it's just there should have been a little bit of hey like a nudge you know, from one guy to the other, like, hey, these guys are coming, you know, instead it, it kind of makes it look way more choreographed, but it wasn't a bad spot. It just, you know, it's always the little nuances, you know, but besides things. that, yeah. uh, I love the blind tag to the super kick and, uh, you know, the Uso splash finish, you know, um, and another high spot on the tail end of that was I really liked, again, reiterate that I liked the Shining Stars debut. I, I had no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, a mean streak is what they needed. I understand you need a gimmick to get over. Yeah. I just thought they were very self-reliant on the I, come to Puerto Rico yeah. part. You know? I was just going to say it would have been a totally different situation and feeling if they would have came out to their music and, hey, you, you guys look like you just, you've been getting beat by the Usos. Maybe you should take vacation at the Shining Star Hotel at Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? Like they would have hit him with like a brochure type of yeah. promo and then attacked. Yeah, it would have yeah, been garbage. Yeah, but, Part of me felt like it would have been cool after they hit that uh, that uh, powerbomb uh, uh, backstabber. backstabber is if one of them pulled 
brochure at the back pocket and just threw it on the. I mean, you know, would, it, could be signaling like you guys are on permanent vacay now, or no, and we're yeah. done with this stupid. Gimmick, if they would have said know? that audibly without the mic, but the 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 camera would have caught them, that would have yeah. been good. That would have been good. It, 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 I agree with you. It was a good. It was a good spot. A lot of people don't, but I thought it was good. And the last segment I liked, uh, or that I added to the high spots, I thought the. Uh, and I know you disagree, but I thought the uh, reemergence of Tamina was really good in terms of uh, you know something different to bring to the SmackDown Women's uh, division. I think for a while, wrestling wise, SmackDown had Raw beat, but storyline wise, I felt that Raw had SmackDown beat. You know, mm-hmm. I think they were kind of. Uh, ahead above shoulders in terms of different aspects of what makes a good wrestling show to me to bring something new to the table and of course the emergence uh of the queen, the queen yeah. charlotte flair i think is nothing short of a high spot yeah. for everybody involved no, and mean, it's going to elevate yeah. smackdown's division yeah. to a whole new level people are going to tune in and want to watch that mm-hmm. uh people are going to want to tune in to watch kevin owens yep. like they're yeah they i think they 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 fared pretty well in this superstar shakeup and and i'm not against tamina showing up i just think she deserved a better Oh hey, she's back, and it's like she's yeah. technically been on the roster since the brand split, but mm-hmm. quietly, as yeah. much as the you Undertaker and the Rock has been on the Raw roster, but no one knows. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it, I was going to yeah. say in terms of the women's divisions too. Uh, one thing I was also curious about was that Lana got yeah. her own vignette, and I heard I'm a bit this. excited for that because you know anyone that follows anything Lana related on social media, there's tons of house shows and, and NXT do. shows where she is actually wrestling. And uh, I again, I don't watch Total Divas or Bellas, but apparently she, there are some uh, scenes where she's uh, has tried to um, wrestle, and they've gotten some of that footage. And I think there was even an episode where I think her finisher was stolen from her by Dana Brooke. Go figure. Um, oh, the the small yeah, driver. You, know, you ever seen that uh, that no handed cartwheel like splash to the? It's not off the top, but what it is is someone is laying on the ground on their back, and then you just kind of go off the ropes, and it's just like a roundabout with no. No, you don't use your hands to to prop yourself up. You know, it's just kind of a cartwheel that lands like a moonsault almost, but it's no hands and you just, it's all So momentum. is it like the Twisted Bliss except from on the ground? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and um, she, it was something she did. And I think Dana, I was you even know, ask... might have been storyline from the show. I don't know. I don't, you know, I know more than that. Uh, um, no, yeah, that's true. They, they need to create some juicy drama on there. So I mean, because I was even thinking maybe the one you were talking about, like, uh, what's the name? Showtime, uh, the guy that's on NXT right now. Um, oh, Percy Watson. Yeah, I was thinking because you know he used to do like it was like a drop kick splash. Kind yeah. Of. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. That was that was um, really. Uh, one thing I didn't want to say. I think it would have been cool to keep Miz and Maurice on SmackDown and have them beef with like Lana and Rusev to see who's the real A couple. It couple or it couple. There you go. The real it couple of like Smack. I think that'd be kind of kind of funny, but you know they're both heels, so who knows? Oh, that's another thing too. I mean, I, I I'll just add this in is I think it's a high spot to have Rusev. And a new day to SmackDown. Yeah, yes. You had something new to the uh, tag division, and you, Rusev. You know, like I said, we were w- missing him a little bit during the WrestleMania weekend during the Andre Memorial Battle yeah. Royal. He was still uh, nursing a shoulder injury. I'm not yeah. sure when he's slated to come back, but uh, which could also lead to why Lana's getting her separate vignettes in case we need to have some ravishing Russian to fill the. Uh, keep the that void. money coming in. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you know. yeah. But uh, now, as we turn over, you know, a leaf to the low, low. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Right. I only got two items on here. Um, That's good. You know, and uh, to me, one's small, one's big. And I guess, you know, bias as it is. I am. The Mojo Raleigh gender match. Mm-hmm. My one kick to the nuts, I felt, was he got beer thrown in his eyes, and he didn't sell that one bit. 
Oh. Not one bit. You know, and yeah, he threw him into the yeah, he threw him into the threw back into the, the ring, ring try to go for the corner splash, misses, and then get yeah. hit with that running. For, yeah, you're right. It was just like how Dean didn't sell the super kick this week. Uh, you know, you're not. If someone threw beer in my eyes, I'm not seeing clearly right away. You know, and even if you are, rub your eyes a little bit. You know, do something realistic because that's the whole spot is no, the fact I mean, that you're being blinded by a beverage. Yeah, wrestling is quote unquote so fake, but you know realistic you know reactions is what helps sells it exactly. yeah i mean Puts the butts in the seats. what's funny about that is because when jinder was on uh talking smack they were asking him about that and he was like Hulk, why is gronk still here how come wwe hasn't banned gronk from all wwe live events and they're like well you know gronk. i hear you but technically you provoked them in both you know situations they they played you know footage from both the wrestlemania spot and the one from that night and it was funny because they were like well you grabbed his drink and you threw it at him no i was thirsty and I saw he had water. I thought it was water, but it was alcohol. And like I said, I diet and, and, I, and I work out. I don't even drink alcohol. So, you know, I, I, I had to get it out of my system. And then really quickly, as they moved on, Renee's like, but you didn't even spit it out. Mm. And you know what I mean? So it was just like, he, he just kept going. It was good logic yeah. on his end as far as his character. But and then, yeah, like just to see I like that show. Him. They, they, they like no, the I, goals, no, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, watch it. Ginger did well. His confidence. I, I, you would never hear me say that, that Ginger did well. You know what I mean? And no offense to Ginger, but he did really well. Yeah. Uh, and also did Dolph Ziggler. Like I said, if those two can hone in on the, how they were on that show and use that to how they are on the actual show, I don't see what, what could go wrong for him, especially Dolph. You know, he's not the Nick Bockwinkle and doing all that. He's he's back to cocky heel a little bit. You know okay. what I mean? Well, that is, brings me to that, my next item. That's his bread and butter. So, but yeah, yeah. By all means, go ahead yeah, with the last the la- low blow. The last and final item on low blows was I just felt that the uh, Shinsuke, it's the Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph segment, um, you know, kind of going back to what, mirroring what we said earlier, um, you know, I don't believe that Dolph at this point, because of, the way they've been booking him could be True. a great opponent. I am happy for him because having a challenge in the form of Shinsuke Nakamura is phenomenal for a guy who's at that point of his career. This could yeah. help re- you know help him reemerge. 100%. I'm hoping that he mm-hmm. doesn't get just squashed. I'm hoping it's not total healness. You know, I yeah. hope he does have. He hope mm-hmm. he looks good. And you know, no one's better at looking good in a match than Dolph, and no one's better than making a guy look good besides AJ Styles at this point. Uh, um, you know, no, yeah, the, those two are neck and neck then, for sure, and, yeah, and Sammy, you know, like exactly. those three, those three sure. top sellers, yeah, you know, be, best workers, I think, in, in the ring right now is is uh, AJ number one, and however you want to rank it, Sammy and, and Dolph, yeah. you know, but I just felt like the segment didn't really do much for Nakamura. Um, although there's a sea of fans singing to his song, although there's uh, you know, quite a few people who's got, got his shirts, got his merch on. Not everyone in the main roster realm of the universe yeah, knows who Shinsuke Nakamura 100%. is. So I feel like they have not really done a great job pushing that idea of who he is. I felt like this week there probably should have been somewhat of a, a video package. package. Right? Yeah, it would have been great. Similar yeah. to what they did for Finn when he, right before yeah. he went against Jinder on Raw. That would have been great because all you get is this guy coming out, great music, doing his his – Prince Michael Jackson, you know, um, uh, Mercury motions. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Frank, Frankie Mercury or Fr- is it Freddie Mercury? I want to say so. Yeah, it, you know, you guys know who we're talking about. Um, but and, you know, and Joey that, Mercury. <laughs> and, and then I think the thing that took me out of it was Nakamura is out there 
visibly with his mouthpiece in, like business is going to pick up. Yeah. And then it never does. Yeah. It makes you believe that there is going to be something going. And the thing is, I'm sure the mouthpiece did no favors for him in terms of speaking, though what he said was short and effective, you know? He did speak, um, right? Yeah, he just said, I am Shinsuke Nakamura. But it, to your credit, again, we had, I had the same idea. Oh, yeah. It would be great to hear him coin the I am the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura. Or if he even precursed that with you don't know who I am, but they know who they I were am. They were chanting I am name. the king of strength, you know, and yeah, yeah. It up, you know, and but so no, I, I do agree with you though, because there are a lot of casual fans that are either not subscribed to the network, yeah, or are subscribed to the network and pay for it every month, but don't watch, watch NXT. NXT. Yeah, so it's like, how are we supposed to know and get who this character is if the person, the casual fan, doesn't follow New Japan and doesn't follow NXT that closely? You're right. They need to. The smart fans know. Yeah. But the people who they need to know, which are the kids who want the toys and want to buy the, the shirts and everything, they need to know and understand why this guy is important. Especially 100%. That his figure has just dropped as well. So you got to get exactly. some more faces on who he is and get people to care and get, you know, at least from a merchandise standpoint, you know, because he has a shirt that just dropped. He has a too. defining moment. Yeah, exactly. So, you know Not a lot of people get a debut defining moments, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I think. It was good. Maybe it's a long con. Maybe they're just taking their time, you know? I, I mean, they have smart. They have very many weeks till the first pay-per-view on SmackDown, you know, a roster. Uh, or I'm sorry, exclusive to the SmackDown roster. Yeah. So maybe we'll, you know, eventually we'll get something. But great to see him on TV, but a low-blown scene. I don't think he was used properly. And Yeah, I mean, you know, he. they shouldn't have him speak so much right now. Yeah. I think because you know, that's still literally, if I literally had to pick a weak point. In Shinsuke Nakamura, it's just, you know, his English, his, yeah. his, his, his ability to speak English. Not that he can't, but it's still. It, yeah, it's obvious that it's his second language. But he, yeah. he is still, he's shown in, in, in NXT, everywhere he's gone, he's very, very, um, you know, able to still connect with yeah. an American crowd. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, I, again, not a bad segment. Interesting, intriguing at best. I just, I don't know where it's heading. I mean, obviously a matchup between the two, yeah. but I would have liked to see something more. He didn't even no, have yeah. to be on, you know, in a match. But when you have him out there with his mouthpiece on, it's very contradictive of, well, why did he bring the mouthpiece if he wasn't, if he was just going to talk, you know? Yeah, it makes it seem like he's going to, you know, go down to the fight because he has his mouthpiece in essentially his ring exactly. gear. But then if he's going to talk, then it's like a mouthpiece in your mouth is not going to really help you out, especially from a guy, again, who doesn't speak English. Yeah, English, first second language. language, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hear you on that because I think, I mean, again, I, I am a fan of, of, of him and Dolph. I mean, not not a fan just yet, but I am interested. You know what I mean? Um, as far as, in the, again, like a warm-up opponent, uh, I think Dolph is a good good pick. Like I said, they haven't really been, I don't think, ever been in the ring together, uh, even on like the live events or anything like that. So, um, but you know, it had it been me, and um, you know, it's, I'm still happy that Nakamura, you know, oh, yeah, on, overall, it's roster. great that he's on the main roster. Yeah, I just yeah. question if this is the best place for him, but I mean, no, we'll I mean, well, because I wouldn't have been mad if, if they went about it the way, uh, and, and not even specifically with Dolph, it could even be with Miz if they didn't move Miz, but like, uh, how he went with Sammy, uh, when he challenged Sammy Zayn, how he kind of just popped up on the uh, the Titan Tron first, and um. So it's like, you know, he kind of taunted him, told him he was going to see him at TakeOver Dallas, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, you didn't see him until the match. And, man, we, we, we watched that match. I think with Mark McFly, we saw how how 
you know, that crowd was pop, pop, yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it, and, and, you know, I, I think if they would have done maybe something similar, him on a Titan Tron and then show like over the next few weeks, I don't know when his first match would be with Dolph or whoever it would have been. Um, but show like vignettes of, you know, kind of like how you said that they, they did with Finn on, uh, NXT, on Raw, you know, on Raw, yeah, you know yeah. where they kind of showed his, like his NXT uh, uh, highlights and, and, you know, his pretty much like a highlight reel, you know what I mean? They could have done that one week. They could have shown him and, you know, what he does at the PC as far as putting in work with his kickboxing and all that stuff or just in-ring stuff. Just to get people a little bit more familiar with who this guy is because at the same time, even in NXT, we don't even completely know what this character is, but we understand it. You know, he it translates more well to the NXT crowd, but this main roster, especially the kids, that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge. Or they may, they just might see him as a cool guy, you know, and, and you know. Yeah, you know, and I, I also beg the question if, his style in in using strong style, if that's going to be some sort of obstacle marketing him to kids, as you don't want kids going around kicking each other and kneeing each other in the face, like on you know, true shoot, you know, but but all from the dire admiration of him as a dynamic character, and this yeah. is what Nakamura would do, you know. So I wonder if that's something WWE is going to be worried about too, and the way well, they package him. I mean, but the same could be said for a lot of guys. I mean, you know, how many times these kids getting hurt, pile driving each other. I mean, even nowadays, the yeah, freaking the really bad videos, curb man. stomp, you know what I mean? I mean, which I get why, uh, you know, kids pedigreeing each other. Yeah, you never know. But uh, but, yeah, I, I want to say thank you for the, the highs and high spots, the low oh, blows going over SmackDown. Um, we're going to say I get is fire. You know? <laughs> Hot fire. Uh, shout out to Becky with the good hair on SmackDown. I'll see oh, you, yeah, girl. Pun intended, girl. Pun intended. You know, you're going to get business. But uh, we get a business. We're actually going to get a little business of ourselves. Going to pay some bills. Uh, we'll be right back with the Quincy Jones Show, Hip Hop Hybrid, Doc Lesnar, your, yours truly, Quincy Jones Go. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Roman and Strowman, man. Uh, be back. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show. Of course, you already know that because how else would you even be hearing this commercial right now? But. You guys know I got to do what I got to do, and that's pay them bills. And speaking of doing what I got to do, I got to show some love to our brothers across the pond. I'm talking about the Wrestle Hub, based out of the UK, formerly EEW Sports. If you didn't get the memo, that means you ain't listening to the show. And if you ain't listening to the show, you need to start listening to the show. The Wrestle Hub. Follow these guys at The Wrestle Hub. I'm talking on Instagram, at The Wrestle Hub. I'm talking about Twitter. These guys had great scoops, great videos, great pics around WrestleMania weekend. You guys need to check them out. Not to mention, this is the one-stop shop for all your wrestling news. You need some scoops, you need, you need some vids, some pics, some 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 uh, injury updates, return updates, who's debuting, who's going to what. The Superstar Shakeup just happened. These guys had... The key, I'm telling you, you guys need to check them out. The Wrestle Hub, I'm telling you, and not to mention these guys have been shooting that their mini series called the Shoot Series. Last time I talked to you guys about this series, they had Jigsaw from Global Force Wrestling on around WrestleMania weekend, so you know that was popping, man. This time around, dropping this Thursday, they actually got Jack Sexsmith out of Progress Wrestling. He's going to be talking to the guys about just highlights of his career and a little bit more. So make sure you check it out. The Wrestle Hub again, the Wrestle Hub. Quincy said so. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Hey, it was good. We are back. The Quincy Jones Show. Uh, just covered Raw, SmackDown, has some high spots and low blows. Uh, talked a little bit about the whole Shinsuke uh, Dolph thing, but uh, you know what? One thing that I kind of passed over when we were talking about Raw earlier, we were talking about the. Uh, 
you know, superstar shakeup going through uh, pretty much the whole night. And then, you know, the whole Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. That yeah. whole, I mean, to be honest, I was a fan of the segment. I, I think you said it off air uh, that it was kind of reminiscent of like some of the attitude era type of uh, beat downs. Um, to me, it was like a modern day version of like the Booker T Stone Cold Grocery. You, scene, know, you know, it's funny you say that. I've seen a very popular meme where they have that moment where um, it's a picture of Booker in the grocery store having that, you know, his eyes big, you know, the, oh, the yeah, big think, eyes, I, I and Austin's yeah. right behind him because he just opened he that beer. beer. Yeah. But I've seen it where they put Roman's face on Booker's body and Strowman's face on Austin's body. You know, I just thought, <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with you. It, it was definitely one of those. Um, incredible scenes with, with, with or, or maybe more the 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 word is outrageous scenes of of just violence and you know and it, I, I thought I mean, it came at a good because you know you got to think about it, to me I thought it was smart booking from the sense of nobody here wants to sit there and watch Roman Reigns who just came out the night you know or the week yeah. before you know and say one thing and say you know this is my yard now you know I guess you know I get it gotta be the badass simple short effective you know and but which, same which time, is what we've been tr- asking for yeah you know, but it's but also it's like still... the fact that it came at the expense of the subject matter yeah you know an idol an icon of sorts as many fans but it's also like then you kind of troll the fans with the with the a gesture of um you're, you're all in the palm of my hand you know so yeah, yeah. a lot of things that i would see i would say is our calling cards for a, a heel turn you know but then you got him sitting up with cole and Oh, I got respect for the for the Undertaker, and you know I didn't like doing it, but I did what I had to do, and you know, and it's just like no one wants to sympathize with that because they let you know how they felt about that move, not just to Roman, but to WWE management and booking and it, it agents, was, like how yeah. much they dislike. It, it that. was much like the Daniel Bryan stuff that that stirred some shit up, and it's exactly. like that, no, dude, like that that crowd in like unison, man. Oh yeah, that was it. Was no, there was. You, no, that that you knew yeah, it. I would have hated going, to you know? be a rain supporter that night and be oh, drowned dude. out by the entire crowd. I mean, and... to be one of the kids too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can imagine how hostile it could have yeah, gotten. I mean, and, because and, they're and, not the younger crowd's not going to understand the prestige the and mystique that yeah. goes behind a character like the Undertaker and why it feels disrespectful to do something yeah. like that. You know, rather than a guy who just sees the explosiveness of Roman Reigns since his Shield days and think that he's everything that's supposed to be what pro wrestling is. Yeah, yeah. you know, and um. But, you know, and, and, and in those circumstances, you see why there are, di- you know, differing outlooks on it. But, yeah, I think it was smart booking on their on their part because no one wanted to sit through, uh, you know, Cole's good with these sit-down interviews. You know, I like the one he did with Samoa Joe not too long ago, one yeah. with Seth, one with yeah, Triple H, kinda... you know. But the one with Roman, no one's anticipating that. And so when you have it get interrupted like that, especially with a guy with the likes of Braun, yeah. who everyone knows is a big destructive force, despite the booking that they give. You know, because I thought, you know... Yeah, Roman has, logically speaking, yes, Roman has beaten the big show. And so, in a sense, you could say he's better than the big show, right? And then Braun beat the big show on Raw in probably one of his better matches that yeah. we've seen on TV, you know? Showcasing-wise, yeah. Exactly. But then when you got, you're serving big show to Braun as, like, the appetizer for his main dish against Roman at, I think it was, I don't know if it was Roadblock. Fastlane. Fastlane, Okay. The other car associated pay-per-view that no one really yeah. cares about but yeah yeah you know and then <laughs> like i've i've been outspoken i think the fact that it only took one spear to take him down was just it kind of killed some of the 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 build for for braun and you go 
Well, now what? Because then he got relegated to you know the Andre well, the Giant yeah. Memorial. Got eliminated by everybody, which didn't do anything. I think, I think any he favors. was eliminated like ninth. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Like out of what I think thirty people. Yeah, and I think the one thing too that could have been cool is he could have set a new set a new precedent in terms of eliminations I was at the say, Battle Royal. Yeah, exactly. Without disrupting anything from the Royal, Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble related, which I yeah. also thought would have made sense. But that, yeah, that it, 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 they're creating their own records now. Yeah, like, exactly. Why not? I mean, these these guys like to manufacture things that they can own and control. Like that. Yeah, yeah. that's. Like, you, you, I mean, why aren't you writing for these guys? I don't know, man. You know I, what I mean? Like, geez. But, like, you know, but that, so from that, from logic standpoint, which, again, I think is something that's been thrown out the window, maybe at least this generation, you know, especially with 50-50 booking. And there's not so much of, uh, uh, you know. Uh, like the wins and losses don't mean as much anymore for exactly, some reason. Which also dictate. And I don't mean the, numbers. The relevancy but, yeah. of a storyline. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they see that. Or even just. It affects the build of somebody, you know, like uh, just because you lost, but beat up a guy after doesn't still make you dominant. It still puts that little chink in your armor, in my opinion. But that's why I thought it was good to, you know, they, they brought Braun in who kind of took a break from Roman. I loved what he did with Brock last week because I thought it was awesome to see a guy bigger than Brock get in Brock's face. And not back you know? down. From, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, relatively, he did, you know, he the whole, on my time. Yeah, you know, say, I but... do what I want, Foley. <laughs> You know, hey, honestly, I think that's the reason one of the reasons why I miss Foley on Raw. Is I, yeah, their interactions was good. You know, in, in terms of like helping that build. You know, he got comfortable on the mic and things like that. And he wasn't just a physical specimen; he also could hold his own. And I won't say intellectually, but in a conversation, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know. So I thought it was good that you know he interrupted, chokes the guy out, um, or throws him against the wall. He basically turned the guy to a rag doll, you know, and. Which is good and bad. Good because you want to know that Braun is still on par to be somewhat main event talent. Since, yeah. you know, he wasn't part of the shakeup. You know, he obviously they wanted to stay on Raw. And you want that continuous build. But yeah, he um the whole thing was put together very well until you know, I, there were just some spots I thought were a little overkill. I thought the fact that well, he I mean, did essentially the whole thing turned into overkill. Yeah, it, it, it definitely it was basically the attempted line. murder. In my Which, mind, you know. I mean, I, we've seen worse with uh, Triple H being yeah. dropped from a crane, and exactly. you know, uh, the DX bus being destroyed, and uh, Vince Man's you know, limo blowing Vince, up. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, so, I mean, you talk about attempted murder and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, freaking, Austin being hit, uh, freaking you know, uh, car. <laughs> exactly, numerous people getting hit with cars. Dogs getting ground up and fed to people. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? like, yeah. There, there's been some things, you know what yeah. I mean? But Very attitude this, error. And, and that's why I felt like this was kind of like a modern version of it because it was strictly backstage. It didn't expose too much. Like, uh, I mean, we talked about it before, prior months before with the whole AJ, uh, Shane thing. Yeah, the seat gorilla position. We weren't a whole big fan of how they showed the gorilla position, this, that, and the other. Uh but, I didn't mind it. But. I mean, it was kind of weird. You know what I mean? It was it was kind of uh, it was like Twilight Zone. Yeah. Kind of like you know, ten twenty years ago, never. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but this, I thought it was good. Uh, and the, and the, I was just gonna say, just to play, uh, you know, devil's advocate here. Uh, Roman at the start of the whole Undertaker thing from before Mania, he had I think once, maybe twice, had mentioned he had respect for Taker. Yeah. So I wasn't necessarily too. I didn't. So when he said it, I didn't necessarily take it as, oh, he's sucking up. Because um, it's just his facials. His facial, like, you know, we talked about it. It's like he just has that, that yeah, that's right. And what? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, don't expect to be a baby face and get cheered when you have, especially vanquishing some. I mean, and I hate to use that word, but 
just like again an icon you know what i mean something yeah. that a lot of people a person that a lot of people looked up to for a while long time you know man he's he's like literally a pillar like he has if he's not on the on the mount rushmore he's he has his own monument you feel yeah 100 yeah. and that's just what it is like it's like dude long, to me like longest you would have thought he's like the statue of liberty dude you know what i'm saying yeah, like like i mean i think him and Ric Flair are probably like the longest guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you know, Triple H was standing, but I mean, not as old as those guys. But I mean, to get back to, to, to the matter, it's like, uh, I I get it, but just the way he's going on, I don't know. Like, I I feel like uh, even the way they, dude, they freaking cheered. Uh, this will get him beat up. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, you know, and that, that's and the, the chance. The chance were just crazy. The chance yeah, were off the charts. Yeah, I mean, you were mentioning uh, off air. They were saying things that you deserve it. Yeah. You know, we we continue to get the thank you Strowman anytime Strowman's doing anything oh, yeah. to destroy Roman. Yeah, you know, and um, which is helping Strowman's case so much. Yeah, and like, it, and that's the thing is if you if you're really paying attention, Strowman is kind of like a face. You know, in the sense of when you know it, it, he's you know what it, it reminds me of. He's like a one man APA when there's something that you that you don't want to see going on. He comes yeah. down music hits yeah. and he destroys that person then he leaves and you kind of are like thank you for that because this you know and and it's not even that like he's a little being booked uh, as a face yeah. but it's just right place right time thank you i was about like to a turn little the bit channel. more how they were booking like big show the last couple of years so he, he would come out and ko punch i mean yeah we just saw it on Raw yeah yeah and that's Hawkins, what reminded me you know? of it but I mean, like, yeah, to be honest, like, dude, he's like, uh, is almost like the modern day, like one man gang, dude. Yeah, no, I've said that as well. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, he, it's, I think that's a he's very, he's a force by himself. Like, yeah, he doesn't need anybody. Um, you know, I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, you guys saw the action. He throws him, I think he, dude, I mean, he first cleared, of all, the way he threw him, I think he oh, cleared man. one table, then broke another that was right next to it, which that was a it's tricky the, spot to yeah, pull off. Dude, that, that was, he, he literally cleared like that equipment box. Yeah. Rolled off the first table and crashed to the second one. Yeah, that and was it, insane. Yeah, and, was, but you know, this is the thing. You know, we saw that. We saw, you know, of course, we saw when he grabbed the stretcher or the yeah. gurney, as you will. And you know, there was just, just little things about me. I mean, not the fact that you know, uh, you know, obviously he's such a big guy. He's able to block the camera angle and just throw him off the yeah. loading dock. But like, if a, if, you know, just logically speaking, realistically, if someone that had just the body weight of a grown man like Roman Reigns, okay? It wouldn't have bounced like that, you oh, know? No. And um, Well, I mean, him, him being strapped down, who knows? He's not a Rey Mysterio, like, freaking big yeah. they would have picked him up. Uh, but... And, and oh, you know, just yeah. little things, too, were like... I just felt like the paramedics on scene weren't, like, weren't really acting as if you know like they weren't really screaming much they weren't trying to get authorities there to um you know to hey this guy is continuously stopping us He's from giving him to serious yeah. uh medical attention you know and we can't get him you know you would think they'd get some sort of uh security team or something but nothing nothing to be found you know and then if not that it was to me it was just going back to the facials you're talking about of roman reigns there was no like physical, like or visual anguish in his face that like you could pain, really yeah. sell or buy, you know. And I just felt like there was no like moaning, groaning of pain. Like it was Grunting. just he was quiet the entire time. Yeah, it's you just strumming the entire time. For, yeah, which by, uh, just because I got to get this in real quick. I loved how off screen you say, "I'm not finished with oh, you." Yeah. yeah, yeah, the crowd popped. Jeez, it was, that was awesome. Strowman was great. Str there was nothing wrong with Strowman's 
execution. That was no, like no, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Exactly, 100%. he rose his stock up. So you know, but it's it to me, it's just like realistically, like you're not in pain. Like this dude threw you through tables. This guy threw you against a bare walls. He you know he running power slammed him on a equipment box. You know, and then he he throws the the, the trunk. I should say it, yeah, the yeah, equipment yeah. trunk and throws it. They say to his head, but it looked like it was straight to his shoulder, you know, which yeah, that's yeah. why I wasn't surprised when the prelim, you well, know, well, uh, yeah. injury report came in that he had ribs, cracked ribs, supposedly, or, you know, uh, separated, separated shoulder. shoulder. But, you know, I thought it was just also the little things of like, you know, when the gurney went off, you know, and again, camera edits aside, not the first time we've seen it, won't be the last, you know, no. very attitude areas again. Yeah. You got to look at like the, the way the, uh, what direction the wheels of the gurney are facing, because when they go back to it, you see Roman on the ground, still strapped to it. And it's the opposite way. It's and I'm good, just sorry, yeah. like realistically, a paramedic wouldn't turn you over in a situation like that. They wouldn't do that to you if you were just in a car accident. But to flip you over on the other side of the gurney, there's no reason to do that. You know, so it was kind of hard to believe in that. Yeah, sense. They wouldn't they wouldn't move you, especially if he's already in place. Yeah, yeah, because it, you, I mean, it's the risk of further injury. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, especially with the neck and, and, and you know, head injuries. Yeah, like, and, and you would just, I, I mean, and, and I mean, I know we're getting a little probably too, too far, but it's like it's the continuity. And, and because, you know, it's funny, like a, a juggernaut like WWE, you would think that they would have got that. Big yeah, cover, because you know I'm mean? not blaming. Really? Strowman, I'm blaming WWE and a little bit of Roman on that. I think Roman could have done a better job. I, I know they want to protect him. He's a Superman of WWE, but, but even Superman Cena, just met his yeah. match and got torn to shreds by a giant it. mountain of kryptonite in in the size of of Braun Strowman. You know, and and that's like doom, you said, that's doomsday, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely he was doomsday. To, I agree with that 100, like, man. It, I mean, and I don't even follow the universe like that. But I mean, I know a yeah, little bit. That was that was yeah. No, and you know, it's just like so. Just that, and you would think too. Just as another small tidbit is, as Roman being one of their most premier athletes, where is the help to stop? And I get Strowman is a one man army, but yeah, like, but he has he, no friends. You know, what I'm no, I know, but I'm talking oh, about like, from, where are the agents? Where are the producers? Where where is True. Vince McMahon? True. Where you know, well, where's Seth? Yeah, or anybody. You yeah. know, what I'm saying like on Ambrose? professional lines or on on screen guys. Like there was, I just felt like that could have been. The Jamie Nobles, the Fit Finleys that we saw with SmackDown, you know, you could have got something like that. But then, of course, we get him. Uh, yeah, like you said, we, he gets loaded into the ambulance off screen. Oh, I'm not done with you yet. And then the oh, uh, so awesome. crowd so pops awesome. so big. And then he tips over the ambulance, you know, which was a gr- awesome. I don't know if he did that on his own. I, I no, think I'm he has sure. I mean, chops, but not yeah. that much. I mean, you're talking ambulance is pretty is heavier than like a regular truck, pickup truck. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but um. You know, I just thought it was it was really really cool, and that they did that. It was a good way to cap off that segment. But again, like if I'm that hurt and devastated as you know Roman Reigns, and still strapped to this thing and can't move, and you throw, you know, I'm in a in a vehicle that gets, you know, I guess barrel rolled basically. Yeah. Where is like the oh you know the the moaning this not even the screaming just the hollering of pain like, like, like the cops? to sell it you know well, what where are the why aren't the cops there where are the cops you know that, I mean? again or, that's or like security. what the third there was no time security I mean the building has security there was no security that's, agent showed up you know, on, on that's on what screen. I'm saying it's, and they would be like, there before the cops uh, theoretically yeah, yeah but the paramedics I mean? just okay I guess he's he's gone again even though he's interrupted us twice we're gonna try to continue our job oh he, here he is again you know like at what point do you learn your lesson he, he, that this guy he never come back a third yeah, wow damn it, exactly you know and i didn't think he was gonna come back i mean because after that. the 
throwing him off a dock. What else oh, do you dude. need to do? You know, well, but I think we both can. Ag- he told us. Yeah, I think we <laughs> both can agree though that this is probably a good tactic, or not good, but just a tactic by WWE trying to kind of like what you said, listening to what culture earlier this week, maybe gain the sympathy vote. You know, though it does seem like it backfired. Yeah, you 100% know, and, it backfired. But to try to get him off TV to hit the reset button on his own kind of shakeup, I guess. Yeah. So when he comes back, he's beloved. And where have you been? We or, miss you. But it's like, you know, wishful thinking he comes back as a heel. Because that's the only plus I see. Because I, I do want to. We got about five more minutes, dude. Yeah. Um, because I do want to talk about the other aspect of it. It's like, where do we go from here? Because as far as I know, it's like, we don't know. The only benefit I see. Getting Roman off TV, um, I I mean, if he's going to come back and beef with, with Strowman, you know, whatever. I mean, he should because he got his ass whooped. More than that. Yeah. But it's one of those things also because, like, he is gone on the night of the first night of the Superstar Shakeup. He could show up on SmackDown, and you never, you would never even know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when, whenever that music hits, if it's not a Braun Strowman type of deal, that could mean something cool. Or... Alternatively, maybe because I mean we didn't, we didn't talk about this earlier. All members of the Shield are now on Raw. Yeah, we. You know yeah, what I mean. And and we got Finn Balor in the club, which is a whole nother. You know, yeah. that's a whole nother talk. But how do we know? Maybe this could be the start of the formation of the Shield. Roman's getting his ass whooped, getting his ass whooped. He has to call on his two old buddies to put this guy down. True, you know but I mean? like you said, you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's just Dean a lot of questions. Dean was in the building, but Dean wasn't no, there. Yeah, to help and, and you know? Dean was the first one of the first people out in the building. You know what I mean? Top of the hour, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess more or less, I'm just trying to figure out because, you know, we also uh, took into, into account, uh, I think you sent me the video, you know, Taz was talking about this yeah, on his podcast. Yeah, I was going to get to that as and well. He, yeah. And he was saying, you know, it's, if he was an Undertaker, he would have been pissed off. And I mean, I yeah. kind of have to agree with them to an extent because like, you know, yeah, you just did the job for this guy. And yeah. I mean, you're just kind of still waiting to see what they're going to do with the momentum of what you gave them. And then you just have them get destroyed by... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and, it's, and, just and he chokeslammed this guy. I was just going to say, yeah, specifically yeah. a guy that he, Undertaker himself, destroyed the go-home episode of Raw yeah. heading to WrestleMania. Yeah, more specifically, I think Taz was saying, you got to be pissed as the Undertaker, seeing the way you were booked, to hand this guy the torch yeah, and, and, was, and yeah. assume that he is going to be the, the biggest, best thing going. And then two weeks later, he, yeah, he's destroyed by a guy that Undertaker already destroyed, not in a match format. You know what I'm saying? And um, I get it, you know, because, again, in the, you know, the logic of wrestling, you know, you kind of feel like, well, if this guy beat this person, like Baron Corbin utilized it, you know, on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Dean, Dean and, beat And we, we've used that, that yeah. logic on the show before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. But, again, that's why I think maybe all that kind of logic and method, I guess, of of that kind of booking, it's kind of out the window at this point, you know. Especially with the fifty fifty booking, it it just it's almost like it's not a necessity anymore, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Not to sound like a grizzled veteran, because you kind of rely on those things to help suspend the disbelief. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, to help build your stock, to help yeah. let people know why you are at a certain level or why you're worth this much or why you should win and why you should be this person. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's like it's it is kind of weird now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. That's not wins and losses. What what the hell are we put on the back of these trading cards? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I was gonna say the same can be said for like sports across the board. If like you know the the night in the nineties, if the Bulls beat San Antonio, but San Antonio was beat by the Lakers, and you assume that the Lakers and the Bulls could have a good match, yeah, or, or, or a good game against each other, and you're not really worried if when the Spurs come back into town, you no, know what yeah, I'm saying? No, I, I, so, it's 
you going with boxers. Oh, he beat this guy and he beat this guy. Well, we got to see who's better. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And, and that's where ranking and stuff like that comes in. It's, you know? it's just that competitive thing. I mean, that, and that's what helps makes the matchups that they make, you know, great and uh, amazing. But, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to wrap my head around, uh, you know, where we go from here. I mean, I guess we got to figure I, out. No, I really hope it's not going to be a John Cena firing thing and he's back in like two weeks. Oh, no. You uh, know, oh, with Braun? Yeah. Oh, or, okay. Like Roman. in terms of repercussions? Uh, oh, no, I'm talking about with Roman as far as if he's off TV. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see him back on TV. I want to see him gone for like a month and a half. Yeah, at least. I, I mean, I mean they're going to have to. A separated it, shoulder and some crack ribs. Yeah, and, that, and that's two of like four other things they said. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and I mean, they already got pictures of him out here working the live crowds. You know, oh, really? selling, you know, holding his ribs, but like putting Braun Strowman through tables. Post, on on post shows. Yes. Oh, that's horrible, man. Yeah, that dude. is horrible. Yeah, that is shooting yourself in the foot with a especially good story when everyone in this day and age has social media and a camera and, yeah. and video and photo, and they can, dude, the, you're you're literally breaking. And the injured guy is putting the bigger guy who, yes. who should have been who basically put him on the shelf. Yeah, through a table. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's horrible storytelling, man. I, I was gonna say maybe this one option. I was thinking of what if. And, you know, while he's gone for maybe a month and a half, which I assume is what WWE wants to do to try to lower the heat level, which is not At least help. a month. At least a month. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I, what if Braun, because of that, becomes heralded as, like, this kind of, you it's know, anti-hero right? in a sense, not CM Punk-wise, but just starts getting a build and people are enjoying seeing him. So what if that backfires so when Roman does come back to get his, his uh, you know, his payback of sorts, hopefully it's not going to be a payback, um, you know, he it's kind of reversed. It's a double turn, you know, where yeah, he becomes a heel by proxy because yeah. no one wants to see him beat up Braun because Braun's already they you see know Braun take him out again. Yeah, because Braun kind of yeah. did a service to, to, to the people, to, you know. To, yeah, exactly <laughs> to the people, to the universe, uh, to those who you know who feel so, you know. And yeah. so that's another way to go about it. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, it's we'll see, you know. But it's intriguing too because, like you said, I, I didn't even think about the option of maybe he doesn't come back to Raw and shows up on SmackDown. And if that happens, maybe that's when we'll get maybe this Brock, uh, this Brock Braun situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know what? Because he specifically he, said, yeah. "I'll give you Roman when I'm done with him." But you know, yeah. if you're not on social media, you're not looking at live events. It looks like he's he's finished with Roman. I don't you think know? there's a whole lot to give to. to yeah, Brock, there's to nothing Brock in the way yeah. between them yeah. two, these two behemoths, to to go at it. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I do see big things for Braun, though. I mean, yeah. I, this could... Imagine if he beat Brock, though. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. I think maybe, because as you're talking about him maybe becoming this anti-hero, like, I beat up the guys you guys hate because I freaking hate these guys, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll pluck them and, and squash them, and, and that's what I do. Uh, I mean, it gets to the point where he could get a whole lot of buzz from it and potentially not, I don't want to say go over, but be a get more over. formidable opponent. Yeah. I mean, could you see, I mean, not to say he couldn't, but... You see Brock suplexing this big boy all nope. along the end of the ring? Nope. At least for like five, ten times, see him not like Goldberg. Him up. What's up? Listen, not like ten times like Goldberg for sure. No. no. You know and he mean? protected Goldberg a lot on yeah. that. Like, because, you know, you could tell just about, you know. But it took ten. I mean, take a look <laughs> like at the German suplexes Gable was giving the Usos versus the ones Brock was yeah. giving. And you yeah. know Brock's a way bigger, powerful dude than yeah. Gable, you know. But, nah, I mean, I don't see Brock picking up Braun for the F5. I know he picked up Big Show. And Mark Henry. And Mark Henry, yes. But I also, I just feel like Braun, even though he's a little shorter than Big Show, and I know Big Show's gotten leaner, I still think Braun's just a bigger guy. He's 6'8". You know? six, 
Yeah, but I'm thinking in terms of just pounds, like overall yeah. just stature. You know, I don't know. I don't want to doubt Brock. Brock has surprised us before, yeah. but um, he's going to have his he destroyed work cut a car. Out for him. He destroyed a car. Yeah, yeah, he you know definitely. What I mean? yeah. So, but again, with you know, he's like with, country tough with an axe, though. Yeah, you know, fire axe. But you know, Braun didn't need an axe; he just tipped one over. <laughs> you <laughs> that, know? Yeah, but, that's you know, true. I, I think it could be. You know, whatever happens, the thing will be really cool. You know, yeah. I think it's something that needs to happen. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a passing of torch, but I think besides Brock or Big Show, who do you really see being like formidable opponent yeah, for, for a guy like Braun Strowman? I mean, it's been, I mean, because look at the guys they're bringing in. Size is not a big prere- uh, prerequisite anymore, you no. know, for NXT guys or anything like that. So, but um, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll no, see. We're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, let us know if you guys were a fan of the. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys were a fan of the Roman Strowman segment. But uh, let us know what you think. Uh, is he going to come back? Uh, is he going to? You know, what do you think is going to happen? The show going to come get involved? Uh, you never know. Somebody else might pop up. You know, what? we have a lot of time to build to a SummerSlam, which is basically the second, yeah, uh, or WrestleMania 2.0. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I can see something going on. I, I mean, like I said, if he could be gone for like, make it believable, man. Who's who's coming back? With a separated shoulder, working live events and like yeah, and again, those are just two symptoms, and they yeah. were prelim yeah. reports, you know, and and, and, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, but anyways, uh, that was the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I want to say shout out to our sponsors as well. Um, we will be back uh, next week with a uh, very special uh, podcast with our boy Mark Fly. Live from the flies. Nest. Live from the flies nest. Um, it's gonna be the second time we finally all get together. Uh, you know, the Mega Towers and the Third Man. Bands back together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be a good one. We're uh, we're going to get into some new, uh, actually some new topics, man. Uh, we were talking about it before. Uh, you know, we do review a lot, but we're going to we're gonna actually get into some new stuff, man. And um, uh, next week, look forward to that one. Again, thank you for listening this week. If you guys uh, have any comments, uh, have any questions, uh, you guys want to send some songs in, hit us up, thequincyjonesshow at gmail.com. Also, we are available to download on the CastBox app as well as SoundCloud.com backslash The Quincy Jones Show. And you can look us up on iTunes as well. Uh, it's all free, man. Uh, this is episode eight. And uh, yeah, real life coming at you live from the dining room table. Uh, anything to add? Hip hop hybrid? Uh, yeah. Sign I mean, off? if you guys uh, have any ideas, any comments, any likes, dislikes, go ahead and hit me up. Doc Lesnar. I am on uh, Twitter as I'm Doc Lesnar. And uh Obviously, you guys know how to get in touch with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, go everything. Everything. Have everything. Everything. <laughs> and that was our show. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Peace.